Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Anthony uh, Mekis podcast. Uh, very happy to have you guys along with us live here on the YouTube. And of course, you can listen to this in previous editions of the Anthony Mekis podcast. Uh, downloaded on iTunes or at the Google Play Center as well. So we do appreciate your patronage. Thanks very much for joining us. My name is John Jagu. We have a lot to discuss tonight. Uh, we have another distinguished panel of guests with us, as you all know, uh, and they will be joining us uh, here shortly, uh, some of the other folks that are on. We do have a couple of folks live, and we will uh, get to them. Of course, uh, a gentleman who has uh, joined us for the past couple of weeks joins us Again, uh, Chiva de Puro Corazon. Of course, we're talking about uh, Rigoberto El Raton Ayala. Rigo, how are you? How are you? How are you? It's a new one, El Raton. Must be the ears. Are you not familiar with uh, El Raton Ayala? No, I'm not. No. I'm only uh, familiar with El Raton Zarate. I see. It might have been before my time. Probably was. No, he was a, he was a central from Argentina that uh, was... Uh, uh, he was a Mexico killer. He was just a good, uh, a very good uh, defender. But they uh, you know they knew him as a as a raton. There's probably other raton ayalas too. Like the, Ronnie, Ronnie de Luna joins us from uh, Philadelphia. Ronnie, do you remember any other raton ayalas, or am I just thinking of the guy from Argentina? Uh, uh, raton ayala. Uh, I almost want to think that there was one from. Uh, from. Uh, that played with America, but I might be wrong. No, I, I think you're right. Necaxa or America, one of the two. Ruben Ayala. Ruben yeah, Ruben Ayala, yeah, Sanabria. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this is way before my time. Well, that's... And uh, then there was... No, no. Then there was Roberto Ayala, who was yeah. also nicknamed El Raton. See, so so you join a, a, a long and illustrious line and, and it, of uh, Raton Ayala. So you should be proud. You should you know wear it as a badge, a badge of honor. <laughs> The uh, the wasn't in the book uh, by Isaac Wilson, uh, the one about uh, the professional. It was all the st- it has all the stats from 1943 to 1996. There's a section with all like a bunch of nicknames, so I'll, I'll have to look at it. You'll have to go into this. Uh, I need to get the find some. You know, whenever we find out what the light the light motif is in Game of Thrones, yeah, of, of, of the Citadel storyline, <laughs> we might have to grab a few seconds of that just to. Speaking of nicknames, did you guys ever get any while playing football? Uh, I don't think I did. That's uh, Joel Aceves who joins us from Los Angeles. Uh, Joel, uh, good to have you on. I never got a nickname playing football, but I had other nicknames from from other uh, other, other things that happened to me. So, uh, my, my I'm not sure if Dur- I want to open that can of worms. The Durango kid. You were that. Du- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to make fun of each other's parents. You know. Yeah, uh, is that what is that what it was, all, it was all? It was all in good fun, dude. We used to make fun of his <clears throat> parents. I'm like, are you saying that like Durango is like is, is like the your mama joke capital of the world? <laughs> no, no. They, the, the thing is that you know when you know that someone something like you know when when you call somebody something and you know it bothers them, obviously <clears> they <throat> keep on doing it, right? So none of the things that they would talk, you know, that, that would that, that they would tell me or they would talk about my folks, it wouldn't phase me. So they would. <laughs> So they would try to find things. So my dad, my dad, you know, wearing his boots, you know, they used to call him the Durango kid. So they used to call me to the Durango kid. You know, it was always, it was a good fun. The Durango kid. You know, <laughs> you know this, this reminds me when, when I used to play um, Sunday, you know, the Sunday public teams. Yeah. And uh, I had a friend that really wanted a nickname. 
And uh, until one day we're, we're playing and the coach is yelling at him, Viste, Viste. And, uh, you know, my friend gets excited, you know, fuck, he, he finally has a nickname. So at the end of the, at the, end of the game, he goes to the coach. He's like, oh, excited. He's like, why, why are you calling me Viste? And the coach is like, es que eres un pedazo de boy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was excited. Right? He kept messing up. He didn't know. <laughs> what a great way to earn a nickname. Viste. Speaking of uh, nicknames, uh, the one that had one of the most epic nicknames uh, passed away recently, uh, Flounder. From uh, yeah, he passed House. away last week. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. movie's making the rounds, and uh, and for and for you young kids who have not seen Animal House, you need to you need to get right on that. Yeah, because I know you, I know you uh, have a lot of those sound bites from the <laughs> from the from Animal House. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Exactly. Love that movie. Love that movie. You know, it's, it's it's making the rounds right now on on, on the pay channel, so I do. Uh, I do recommend that you tune in. Good, good. You'll get you'll get good advice. My advice to you: start drinking heavily. I mean, no Animal House stuff for you folks that don't know was. I, I wish I could remember the guy's name. Harold uh, Ramis. Uh, uh, well, him, and then his, and then and then he co-wrote it with Stork. Yeah, yeah. The guy who played Stork, who who, who they also wrote Caddyshack together, but then the guy yeah. ended up. Uh, Dying in a in a in a, in a freak accident in, a, in Hawaii on a trip with Chevy Chase. I mean, just some epically sad things. But you know, Harold Ramis, as as, as you point out, I mean, how many massively huge comedies did that guy write? I mean, seems like almost all of them. Just a, yeah. just a terrific talent. But that'll be a topic for Pincha uh, Joel. See how you get us off uh, get us off topic, and you got the Durango kid here <laughs> reminiscing with tears in his eyes. About yeah. all of your mama jokes that he would that he would get and say you know you know you know give me another one I could take it yeah anyway well we're gonna see if uh, you know uh, another guy earned a nickname on Wednesday and that was Juan Carlos Osorio for 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 for, for dropping the mother effer bomb on uh, on worldwide TV so he John, has to, he has John, to be he has to be shaft I mean there's there's no there's no John, John do you think if there was another Mexican coach in they would have had that image of, you know, of, you know, motherfucker, you know, and stuff like that. Do you think, uh, do you think the press would have been a little bit, would have been more harsh? Oh, yeah. Why? No, I'm asking, I'm asking. You mean, if it would have been, I mean, I guess it depends on the coach. I mean, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what trap you're setting for me here. I don't think, I don't think so, Ron. I'll give you the rundown. What's it, uh, Aguirre kicking a Panamanian. Sorry, Juan. <laughs> you had uh, Paco Ramirez slapping Frankie Hey Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had, yeah. Uh, was it uh, Necio de Maria flicking off the U.S. fans? Or who was he? He gave the finger to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he <laughs> flipped off. He flipped off Sam's army or the American Outlaws. Or <laughs> I'm not sure who did. Yeah, you don't, no you, you, don't think if, you don't think if it would have been uh, Miguel Herrera, they wouldn't have flipped out. I don't think it matters. I mean, I mean, I mean, what? What? It just, you know, it was. I, I mean, mean, it doesn't matter. It's just, how, how but you, you know how the Mexican media is. Well, you know, you know what? If they have, if they have an agenda against you, they would. Well, they have an agenda against them, so they do. So, so I mean, with 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 Piojo. 
not not the piojo that started his cycle, but the one that was tweeting for the Green Party. Yeah, yeah that guy would have been relentlessly attacked. Yeah. So, Joel, uh, after the uh, did you, are you guys already talking about the match or not yet? No, we're 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 we're, we're, we're we haven't we haven't jumped quite quite into that into that breach yet, but. Uh, I know that you're. I know that you're chomping at the bit. You're you're frothing at the mouth. To, did, you, did you guys already to talk let, about to the? Let uh, all the hate flow through. Like ah. Did you guys already talk about the uh, the Mexican fans that got uh, thrown out of the stadium? Was it how many was it? Was it two of them? I think so. It was a, just a couple. I don't remember the exact amount. But no, I, mean, for, I, have, I have. We haven't gotten the benefit of. I mean, by, by all means, you know, if you want to, if you want to hijack the conversation to talk about two. Ruffians that were escorted from the from the stadium for for for, for, for chanting something which apparently is is now expressly forbidden to do in a, in a stadium. Yeah, yeah, those fans apparently uh, to leave Russia. I think they had to pay like fi- almost like five hundred dollars. They had to leave the, Russia. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had to come up with the money for the fine, and then and then they had to leave. You know. So they're kicking them out of the country. Yeah, yeah, but they had to pay the fine so so they can get their their visas. I mean, that's that's what I read. You know. And uh, but you know, like and so you haven't, great... you haven't buried, how did you did you look at a couple of places, or was yeah. this like a story from no, from, no, from, no. from 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 Pancho, who's from no. from Durango, who's in Sochi for no, for no, it was I think it was one of the legit uh, newspapers, you know. But uh, no, the reason the reason I bring I bring it up because you know earlier today in the Twitter feed I kind of you know got into an exchange with the guys from Pancho Villas, you know, Army and stuff like that about the and and the thing is. It, I don't say the puto chant. I mean, for the for the past since what oh two oh three. I mean, I, I I go to games. I I'm 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 basically sitting pitch side taking photographs. It's not like I'm chatting with anybody or or you know I I go to games by myself. You know, taking photographs and stuff like that. So it's not like I'm the one out there. You know, you know. Dude, I have seen you doing with your hands up in the air with camera around the neck, just as everybody else. No, but I will say, I will say this. Now. I will say this. When I'm sitting pitch side taking photographs, and this and this was true in in, in in Germany, and this was true in South Africa, like you know, you would have you know uh, other uh, other photographers who didn't speak Spanish. They would ask you, well, "What are they saying?" And it's like everybody just would 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 laugh about it. You know, everybody would laugh about it. So it's like, but. The, the, I guess the little exchange that I had with the guys from Pancho Villas, you know, uh, earlier today on Twitter was that it's not that it's not that I'm saying not to comply with with you know not saying the puto chan and stuff like that. My 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 beef stems from 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 being you know the FIFA are a bunch of hypocrites because okay they're finding Chile they're finding I think they find like a total of like three or four Latin other American countries you know within the last year and a half, Mexico being one of them. And now they're threatening them to, to kick them out. But yet, you know, the human rights record from Russia and Qatar in respects to, to women's rights and to, to, in respects to, to homosexuals and stuff like that, it's abysmal. And, 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 and I get when people say, well, it doesn't matter. We just have to comply. I say, well, for, from my point of view, it does matter because right now FIFA is still in damage control mode. You know, because of the whole uh, Chuck Blazer, you know, FBI anal probe. Well, exactly, and 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 you're absolutely right. And and, and who, <laughs> who better to make an example of, 
by by kicking him out of a tournament or whatever it is. No, no, no. But what 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 I'm saying is what I'm saying. Yeah, but, is, but what's happening, Ron, is you have to understand that that, that now all, everything what you said is exactly true. You you are 100 percent right. But the narrative now has changed to where you well you know it's it's Mexico. They're the ones that are being. With with this chance, so we need but, to nip that, and that's going to show how FIFA is, you know, there. But, but and if people the, will totally gloss over the other thing. I'm telling you, but, this is. But if the if the press had a little bit more backbone, if they had a little bit more backbone, is they would they would they would basically call FIFA out for their bullshit rather rather than saying. But the press okay, does. The press has. No, no, it has. I mean, what aside from like real sports and and, and like a report from what was it? The, I don't remember which British one. It was the Mail or the Guardian, or whatever, and they did fantastic pieces. Uh, Dude, almost uh, almost every person that I that I follow on the Twitter, who when Russia made the announcement, almost every journalist that I, and I follow a lot of journalists, I prefer to follow journalists. Yeah. said exactly what you said. You know, you know, you know, Russia being a bunch of hypocrites for. But but they're saying for, but they're for, not they're not they're not pressing harder, you know, with the homophobic chance of Puto, which you know, which you can argue or, or you can argue one way or another that it's yeah. it's it's not it's not homophobic. It's more just a means to chingar, you know. Here's my big my big bitch about the Puto chant is that yes, the word at one point and and maybe in other parts of the world means gay man hooker. Yeah. Right, that's that's what puto is. Here. That's that that's one of the definitions. But in Mexico, that's not what it means at all. In Mexico, I mean, it's it, 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 it's essentially the equivalent of saying motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, but but, but, but unfortunately, thing. unfortunately, it's and, like and girly, I agree. Man. Uh, see, now I feel bad that I, I said both those terms in front of a Mormon. I bet for Chiki Stampa joins us. I don't, I don't think it's MF or I think it's more like. See, I thought that you weren't on there, Chiki. I think it's more like bitch. Yeah, exactly like that. But that's that's essentially saying you're a girly man. You're you're a bee, you know. Well, see, but that, but that's not how I've thought of it at all. But that's just me. I guess I'm whatever. And I, 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 just, I just look at severity of, of of cuss word. It's like, you know, you can call somebody to me if someone's doing something stupid or you know whatever. To me, he's like, he's like, he's like been down. You know, that, that that to me means dumbass. It has a lot of meanings. It has a lot of meanings. It does. It does. It, it, it does have a meaning. But like go, going back to what I'm saying is that like right now FIFA is still is still in damage control mode. Right. And, 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 and who better and who better to siphon off that that image but, but than, right, than onto this country? That's what I'm telling you. Is it, but, they have Mexico has now become their you know the 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 the, the poster child for this particular scandal, so that they don't have to worry about the other stuff. And, well, I, and, I think it's also that somebody's pushing FIFA to do this against Mexico. Of course they for are. For some reason. So it could be like a federation. It could be some other group. That I mean, I heard I heard on uh, on ESPN they were saying that I think it's the Russian Federation. Because if 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 the Mexicans were to do the chant in at confederations, it would give them a reason to take away points away. And thus, Russia, yeah, exactly. who is the host nation, would go on to the next round. Exactly. No, no, I I understand that. But wow. They've been they they've been fine. They were fined way before Russia. I'm sure that that's oh, planned. Yeah. You know, they were fine way before Russia. But the the thing is, you know, you're gonna have to attack. You know, you're gonna have to say, oh, okay, well, they're doing something about it. But no, they're really they're no, they're really haven't done anything about it because Russia is still hosting a, a, a World Cup and Qatar still hosting a World Cup. So you have to put pressure. You have to put pressure on their on their FIFA partners, on Coca-Cola, on Budweiser, on Visa and stuff like that. And, I, and, I agree, but that's in, that's in the background though. That's like in the background. This is in the stadium. Really, that's where you really make the change. 
Not, but not, you know not. what happens, Ronnie? Ronnie, you're abs- yeah. again, again, you're you're absolutely one hundred percent right. But then you know what happens? Who 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 calls the very next day when 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 Coke drops World Cup sponsorship? What's up? Who calls the very next day? In terms of Pepsi. exactly, <laughs> and then they make the deal with Pepsi. Well, so I mean, here, again, here, here's here, here's 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 a, here's a devil's advocate on that. Pepsi leaves, Visa leaves. You know, uh, Canon leaves and stuff like that. All these Europe, all these, uh, all these uh, American and European companies leave. And I, and I've, I've actually thought about this. They leave because of the corporate pressure. Who would fill in their spots? Basically, companies from China, companies from the Middle East, companies from, from maybe even you know, other countries that have deep pockets but don't really have the same human right, you know, records that that they have, you know, in the Western countries. And, you know, I'm thinking it could be worse. But, but, but Ron, don't you think yeah. that's, that's where, uh, <laughs> that's where, <laughs> that's where FIFA's headed, uh, given with now the 2018 World Cup, and well, you're going to have, you, you will have now China and India. Well, right, they're, they're expanding their team. Here, here, here's the thing. In, in fact, uh, Real Sports had a, a really wonderful report on this uh, with Brian Gumbel and stuff. They were they were talking about, you know, obviously the the, the Olympic white horse, uh, white elephants. You know, the, the massive spending, you know, that goes on in, in, in these uh, international tournaments. And you know, we've always we've talked about this. How you know these these events are basically you know the, are used to basically launder money and, and and stuff like that. And one of the things that that uh, like the IOC and FIFA are starting to realize is that rather than going to Europe, rather than going to like, you know, the U S or stuff like that, where, you know, there's, you know, there's stricter laws and stuff like that. They're starting to go to these other countries like Russia, like Qatar, where, you know, they can get away with a lot more. And, right. uh, so, so, so we, says we need to clean up FIFA, blah, blah, blah. And then just, Wow, so they were just making this much with a 32-team World Cup. Imagine how much I could make with a 48-team World Cup. I, I, I think that's the t- – you know, when, when it gets to 48, I, I don't think I'll be going to World Cups. Well, you know? even now it's not worth going, especially to big countries. No, I mean, cause Ron, you, you know the difference between Germany and, like, South Africa. Yeah, dude. Well, not well, what about – I, 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 I've told you this before, you know, uh, 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 that, you know, you, you know, in Germany, and you know you were there. Dude, you could be deaf, you, know, you could be deaf, blind, and and, and, and crippled, <laughs> and you could have gone around, you know, Germany with no fucking problems. Yeah, but, but you know, yeah, I saw the travel logistics. So when I was seeing South Africa, and I saw you basically had to take flights. Oh yeah, I was like, uh, oh no, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not going. No, it's, I, it's all business, you know. They, yeah, I mean, put, Russia is, is the is the largest country in the world still, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, they put the games far from each other. They're not close by, so you, you're going to have to do all these cross-country flights. I, I just – I may have to pass up this World Cup, and uh, like I, and I told you guys, I, I'd rather go – I'd rather go cover a Euro Cup or I'm even considering really going to the Rugby World Cup in Japan. I think it was France or – France or Japan. I forget where it is, but I'd rather go to that. Why don't you go to the Cricket World Cup? Mm, the smells in, 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 no, in no. Pakistan or do they no. do oil changes and rugby? No, no, no. Well, speaking of, speaking, speaking of speaking of cricket, I read an article. What was it that uh, 
I think they arrested Indian <laughs> students for clapping or cheering on the Pakistani team. Ran, Ran just wants to see if they have designated shitting streets. <laughs> <laughs> Ranvi, Ranvi, Ran, Ranjit. <laughs> You see how they disrespect me, Rigo? Eh, me estoy avergonzado. I get no respect. I get no respect. No, let's uh, let's go ahead and just put an end to that right now. All right. Well, but I think that that's changing, though. I think that uh, what you're saying, right? I think that that was their older way. I think now they're starting to realize that if they want their event to survive, they're going to have to start. Uh, Changing, I mean, the way they're doing. It. I mean, the, the next Olympics is going to be in Tokyo, so that there's no, you know, there's no white elephants in Tokyo. You know, I said that that's not a spot where, you know, they have to build a bunch of stuff, and then the, and the one after that's probably going to be in Los Angeles. So, you know, another place that's not going to have to do as much. And then these next World Cups, I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, England is in line for a World Cup. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the one after the uh, the one in the U.S. it goes to England. Argentina, Uruguay should be in line as well. Yeah, uh, just because of the Centenario thing. Yeah, uh, and um, you know what? And 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 that one again wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if 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 that World Cup uh, ends up being played in more than just Argentina and Uruguay. I bet you it goes Argentina. I bet you Chile gets some games. I bet you some other places get some yeah, games too. Chile, Chile was already. They're already talking about winning a World Cup. Yeah. And, and they're they're connected, so yeah. So the, you know, yeah, the, they're right there. With the future of World Cups is 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 multiple country World Cups, I think. And uh, I think it's gonna. And I personally, I mean, if it's gonna be that many uh, teams, I think I think it actually could be. But, uh, but, some side, but, but but we should <laughs> now. We but we've been on for 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 twenty minutes now, and uh, we haven't talked about the game yesterday. We talked about some stuff, but we probably should jump into that. Was waiting for other folks to uh, hop on, but we do have Chiki's with us. Chiki's, are you still in Tampa? Or are you back, uh, back stateside? No, I'm back. You're back. Yep, back to the state or the country of Texas. Right. Well, uh, good to have you, Chiki's. Well, I'm going to go and start with you, Chiki's. So, 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 I know, I know that some of us uh, could not watch the game because uh, just because of the uh, of the time it was on, and but but some of us could. So, Chiki's, were you able to uh, were you able to uh, watch, observe, and absorb? Yeah, I was able to watch it on a yeah. uh, part of it one day, and then the rest on the on the evening on M- or NBC Universal in HD. Actually, so I was surprised. I'm, I'm, I've been watching this whole thing on FS1, but the thing that stood out to me, of course, every 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 channel, even the you know whoever the guys are on FS1, were talking about the changes, the eight changes. Right, and that was like the main thing. In the first half, you could just see how you know something was going to happen. But uh, even like on Twitter, we're talking with uh, Johnny Rico, and I think uh, no, I don't know if Rico was on there, but uh, about um, how the midfield was just horrible. Andreas was just all by himself. He was actually he, the he one. literally was all by himself. He was it was a one man midfield. It was a one man midfield and six forwards. Yeah, and once I, he got, I, I wasn't in I wasn't in that conversation, but I I was saying it the whole game. Yeah, once once he or yeah, maybe maybe I heard or read some of your comments as well. Rigo, did your mouth did your mouth get dry, Rigo? Because you were so spitting mad that like you spit you spit everything out, and by I the was, end of it, I was infuriated. I was in my office. Yeah. You were. And, and my boss, were you, were you my, pounding? Boss, my boss walks into my into my office, and I'm thinking he's going to ask me about work, and he's like, "Right, 
what is Mexico doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, I, I, like, I have no idea. Boss, I'm, I'm sitting here working. I, I don't know what I'm you're like, talking about. I'm like this. I'm like this is this. I'm like this. I told because he's a, he's actually a Portugal fan. I'm like I was talking. I was like I'm like this is what I told you Sunday. I was like our coach our coach stinks. I'm like we're out there with no midfield. I'm like how do you how do you play a game when you have no real center midfielders out there? And it's interesting in his interview. You can tell that I was posting on Twitter. You can tell the arrogance in his post game interview. How he says, "Oh, in the second half, this was what this was our plan." to bring in uh, Herrera and bring in some changes. And you saw what happened. And he, you know, his is like the whole thing was planned out. The first half was going to be, you know, some, some yeah, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go down one, nothing in the first half because we're going to be sloppy in our clearances. And we're going to give the, the Kiwis a, 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 a huge boost of confidence and a chance they can just a bad lineup, a bad formation. Yeah. And then when, once Hector comes in, uh, Reyes was actually the guy who, who, who made the run, the initial run so that, uh, or even could get that goal, the game-winning goal. So, it's all about it's all about formation and players that are on there. And he messed up in the first half royally. You know what I didn't understand is, you know, you're watching the game. He's supposed to be a tactician. Salcedo gets injured, right? You already have a center back on the field. Why not take out Salcedo, who's injured, put Reyes back in that position, and then. And then put Herrera in at that point. Well, when it's still a relatively because he, you know, he it's not he, early, early. He doesn't think in, in, in practical terms. He, he's not. He's not a practical he is, coach. Yeah, I think what Ronnie's trying to say is that he's clinically insane. His his uh, concepts of reality are are, are completely. I wrong. look. I I I can see that the the man does study the game. I I can see that. I'll give him that. Okay. What I'm still not convinced is that I, I'm not convinced that he's a good manager, and I'm and I'm sure as hell convinced that he's not a good coach, because it, it, and my suspicions it's the of 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 him as the 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 manager of Mexico is that he is too reliant on on, on a system, and, and and not on the players that he has, and that became to me at least very evident a couple months back when he was on ESPN, you know, or, or you know, discussing tactics with with Enchelis. And it's and and it seemed to and it just it seemed to me that it's like he thinks that everything's a chalkboard that he can solve everything on the chalkboard you know with moving little pieces here and there and and, and there's a time and place for that but wow, yeah. I my my the nerve the nerve of a coach to think that he can solve problems by but, by, by by drawing them out what but a, the thing, really Ryan yeah I mean I totally agree with you 100 percent every manager like, how dare he how dare he who I don't remember if it was Menotti or Bilardo one of those two. You know, it says the problem happen. The problem is that when the whistle blows, all the pieces move. You know, and and I just I just think that he he overthinks things. He he just complicates the game a little bit more. I mean, it, it, it it's funny because for me for me a, a coach that that made the game a lot simpler in terms of how he wanted the game to play, but he did horrible as a coach from Mexico. Was Ojitos Mesa, and I think the problem with Ojitos Mesa was the players that he wanted to bring onto his team. Technically, I thought he—I think he's a brilliant coach. I—I—I I, I, I think with with Osorio, is he's got the team, but he just doesn't know how to play. You know, doesn't know how to position the players accordingly. Well, he—he he tried a I crazy mean, positioning in this, but you know, he's not going to do that against the Russia because he is. Uh, Based on what the way he's played away games in in the in the in the uh, in 
and Gorgakov qualifying, he is going to play the Russians completely different, obviously, than how he played against New Zealand. He played straight up away he, game. He played Giovanni and, and, and Marco Fabian opposite of their natural positions. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know, and you know what the sad thing was is that I was I was watching the you know aside from the fact that that what Marco did a little, Giovanni. We did, well, hang on a second, a second. Hang on a second. Giovanni is not he's he's not known for his defense. You know, Marco did defend a little bit, but Giovanni, I thought at least in, of of all the players that, that that played in that game in that first half, I thought you thought he had a really decent first half, but he just didn't defend. I mean, he he had no interest. And 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 he was he was playing the position that he wants to play, which is right in you know as as a you know the guy in front of the forwards. That that that's that's where Giovanni plays. That's where he should play. I mean, he is uh, he his 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 body physique is turning into like a like a real ten. And uh, and I'm hey, and, hey, and I mean hey, I mean John, the number ten, not 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 hey, the not the Hey John, but yes. Do you do you think do you think because I mean I've 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 kind of noticed that more and more. TV personalities, you know, both players and, you know, journos are starting to not necessarily turn on him, but really starting to question him. Well, I this think late, any, anybody, anybody would have questioned him. Anybody would have questioned him. Now, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to defend the guy, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw out some theories yeah. as, I, 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 as to why it happened. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not, you know, I want to preface this by saying I'm not defending this. I was just thinking in my head, all right, so this guy's a real analytical, analytical guy. You know, what would possess him to make the decisions that he made? And, uh, you know, the, the very obvious one was that, was that Portugal beat Russia in the, uh, in the early game. So they really had, I mean, the, 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 this game was almost, was essentially meaningless for Mexico. Uh, I mean, they, they could lose and they could still qualify for the next round by beating the Russians. So, uh, he also had the previous example of Piojo beating them with scrub at Liga MX players, and so he thought probably he could do the same thing. Well, I don't think that that really uh, played into in, into it as much. The other thing that I was thinking is, well, okay, so he's had these guys that they've played three games in ten days or whatever it was, and 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 then sandwiched in there were 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 a bunch of ridiculous trips, especially you know and then the one to Russia and they were flying. So why don't we you know you know give these guys a break? I'll have them, you know, good to go for the uh, for, for for the for the Russia game, and and, and let the chips fall where they may. Uh, you know, Russia's going to be a little more tired than the than Mexico. You know, maybe Mexico can 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 catch them on some breaks. Uh, I think, regardless of, of what he decided, it was uh, it was it was not. It was I, I just think it was a stupid. I mean, I was I remember watching Spain play Tahiti in the in the in the, the previous one, and Spain didn't go out there changing a whole bunch of dudes. And they went out there and they played Spain soccer and, and Tahiti. Uh, I'm sure they're like, "Hey guys, you know, we, you know, we could score 30 on you if we wanted, but we're going to take it easy on you and score 10 instead." And I'm sure I, Tahiti was happy. To, and they, they they respected the game. You know, if Tahiti is just that bad, then you know what? They're going to get beat that bad. Yeah, they, they, it's, I remember. It's, 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 I remember it's against the, them, but we're, that's how we're going to play. We're not not going to score. We're going to score. He's so he's so worried about what the opponent's going to do that he, he does obsess about he, that. He just he he pretty he pretty much. Like leaves his team out to dry because he's obsessing over what the other team is going to do to him. He, um, I thought, I thought, I mean, in the second half when he makes the adjustments and he moves Giovanni and Marco Fabian to their natural sides, there was an improvement at least on Marco Fabian's uh, play. He was playing a little bit better. Yeah, and he was taking uh, some he shots. Was, he, he, 
mistakes. He was providing a little bit of depth for allowing Aquino to make those deep deep runs. Um, but I mean, when you put, when you don't play guy when you when you play guys out of position, and you play guys that, have, that don't play together, especially in soccer, which is a, a, a sport where I mean, and in, in every sport that you play, you need you know cohesion and to know how each other plays and where each other is going to be. Um, and when you rotate eight guys, including the goalie, it's you're bound to have issues. I mean, in the first half, Talavera gives a pass to Araujo and it goes right by him. I, like, he didn't know I, what he was doing. You know, going back to that, I, I question I question his, you know, the, you know, like you're talking about, you know, the cohesion and stuff. As a national team coach, you don't get the players very often. You get them, what, once a month? Twice a month if you're lucky. So for him to still, still, you it's know, that. I mean, it's usually like, like, and the fact that, and the fact that Mexico, yeah, and the fact that Mexico has more players now playing, you know, in Europe, you, you have a lot less access to them. It's not like La Volpe, you know, you know, when he, when, you know, the, 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 the clubs would release their players and they would have, you know, you know, three, four day uh, training sessions, you know, Osorio doesn't have that luxury. And, and, and I think, you know, yeah, I, I think you're you're supposed to manage a club team a lot differently from 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 a, a national a team. national team. Well, you know, one thing that we also have to keep in mind with this cat is that he's not coaching Mexico as much as he is auditioning for for future gigs. Yeah, we, we know that's true. Yeah, so. But I, I, I mean, think but he wants you, to make. See... Go ahead, go ahead, Juan. No, I feel that he wants to make rotaciones a thing. You know, he he's going to go to the World Cup. And that's well, gonna be his. You know, the Germans I mean, did, it, did rotate you know, four players today, and no one seemed to have a have a heart attack. Yeah, but, yeah, but if, you look at, if you look at Chile, if you look at Chile, they've been playing with basically the same squad for like five or six years. For ten yeah. years, because those guys were the, um, they were in the same U twenty that Carlos Vela and Gio were in. You look at you look at Spain; they pretty much trot out the same lineup. You look at Germany. I mean, right now, right now they have a, they're playing with a, a, a basically a U twenty three squad out there. But and if they're they, still if, fantastic. They are still fantastic because because they have continuity throughout their youth system and their and their senior team. Well, Germany yeah. after the uh, two thousand four Euro, where they did that, and and for the second year in a row, mind you, did not get out of the group stage. They decided right then and there that this ends and this ends now, and they they made a. Huge the, overhaul. They, yeah, well, they just went in and, and just and completely changed the, you know, whatever, whatever they needed to do, that's what they're going to do. And, you know, that, you know, 13 years later, you're seeing the massive fruits of that. And let's face it, I mean, the Bundesliga, you know, I know that they have their super team, but all the other team, the other, it, it's, it's probably, aside from having their, you know, crazy super team, it is probably the closest thing to Liga Mekis as far as, uh, parity, because even bad German teams are still pretty decent. And, uh, but, and they can still beat, you know, like you know, from third place down, from from three down to twenty. It's it's a pretty, pretty even, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, and that's what makes it so exciting. Is, you know, it, I mean, I've, I've I'm getting to the point where I, you know, the Bundesliga is becoming my favorite uh, European league just because the games are crazy good. I mean, they're just they're they're a lot of fun to watch. And uh, and and they so yeah, obviously, and it's German. I mean, let's face it. You know, German has a bad team, and they and they they lose the final. When they have good teams, they win it. I mean, that's just. I mean, I was I was talking to my brother today because we were we were watching the rerun of the Chile game, 
And I'm like, if this game ended 1-1 with the U23 German team, I can only imagine what, what the senior club would do. They, they probably would have won at least 3-1. And, I mean, Chile was playing really, really good. No, Chile's a good – I mean, they're both they – pro- you know, they, 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 they were both uh... – you know, and, and, that, and, each other. And, th- and that was another point I've been making. Chile <laughs> uh, is experiencing their, their their golden generation, and what a difference good coaching makes for Chile as opposed to Mexico, who is supposed to be who is supposed to be experiencing their golden generation. And we have games versus New Zealand where we struggle because we don't have good coaching or yeah, continuity. But- but and, and the worst part about that is that it's it, it, it is it is forced lack of continuity. It is it is, it is a deliberate lack of continuity. I mean that the that to me was the biggest uh, you know his his the, the biggest stumbling block of this whole Osorio thing is as Ronnie was saying if you only have these guys for a short period of time, uh, you know you you, you want to be able to you know do what you do really well you know you know kind of like the way Tuca did hey boys. You know, take a knee. How do you like playing? Oh, like that. Well, that's what we're going to do. And, you know, you know, and Tuca's whole thing is, you know, we're going to play like that and that's how it's going to be. You know, don't, you know, don't lose your shape or, you know, my thing on order then. And this guy, unfortunately, with, uh, with as much change and not just changing the players, but, 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 but China constantly changing the, the, the setup and the, and, and the style of play. It's just, uh, he just invites too much chaos and the positions. Yeah. Yeah, and it put him out of position, right? I mean, I mean, for example, for example, in the Portugal game, I thought tactically he actually came out very well. He, you know, the the wanting to pressure Portugal very high, keep possession. But I thought he could have got a lot more out of certain positions. Like, why play Chicharro on the wing when he is not a strong dribbler? You know, that didn't really bother me as much, only because uh, I mean, and 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 they did. They he and, and Jimenez interchanged. I mean, like like every, like you know, about every two uh, possessions down the field. So that really didn't bother me. And he still, you know, you know, he was in the middle when the ball came in, and that, that that's where you want him to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, but- and and besides, Jimenez is Jimenez to me is a star of that team. He is. Uh, you know, if if anyone's having a good Copa America, or what was it, Copa America, Copa Confederation, it's, it, it, it's Jimenez, man. He is a straight up. You know, he uh, why he isn't the focus of this team is frankly is just is just beyond me. Yeah, I would start him and at, at, at the number nine spot over Cheech. I mean, that goal he's scored. I mean, you know, aside and now and 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 that's how Osorio has has been bailed out. Is that the, he? You know, Mexico is winning despite him on individualities. On on individual, which is. You know, I, I hate to say it, but that's how you know a lot of national teams, uh, you know, win the close games. Although Jimenez did miss uh, an easy goal at the end of the game. Yeah, but that was a yeah, he did, but that was a hell of a defensive play by the uh, by the defender to, to 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 block that one. But you're right, though. You know, he should have. You know, he you know, definitely should have scored. There. You, you know what, Yon? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it again. I think that's. Are you are you gonna insult me, Hoyle? No, no, no. I'm just oh. saying, I'm just saying what, um, Osorio's intentions are. And we, you know. Are, are his intentions noble? Does he have noble intentions? For him, for him. <laughs> it's, it's a big gamble. Uh, but, you know, like in the past, you had the coaches that went with the WM formation, 
Then you had like Catenacho. Then you had teams doing the four four two. So so I think his thing is is the whole rotation. And if we could pull it off in the World Cup. Oh, so, so you know, you're saying he, that he could probably influence other teams to, to adapt vamos, well, I mean, yeah, because he he admit, you know, he studied all these styles. He he, you know, so then he formulated his own, you know, and and he's and okay. Mexico's so so here, here's the thing. So the, the you're absolutely right. So he has the rotaciones, right? If it works and he wins, then what do people say to? Well, you know, the only the only reason he won is because he was doing all the rotaciones that we thought we were crazy, but it ended up paying off for him at the end. But even so, even if they say it though, you you right. will see other teams. That are gonna or coaches that are gonna try it. Joel, Joel, we we saw it today. We saw it today with the Germans. The Germans. No, but the, I think that's cuatro jugadores, cuatro jugadores cambiaron Joel. ¿Cómo me puedes decir Joel que es diferente? That's, but that's more of that's more adjustments as opposed to yeah. a full as a full rotation. He's, he's no, doing, so that's what they took the team for. He's doing hockey. He's doing hockey rotations. <laughs> he played an alternate. He played an alternate squad for a weaker team, so he could. Uh, rest some players and get them ready for the next rounds. It's like a strategy to yeah. assume that they're going to make it past the group stage and then they'll be ready for the next round. Uh, and then, you know, have their, their, their. Well, aren't, aren't we down two players now? Um, Salcedo is, is, he's out. And Moreno's up. Moreno yeah, Salcedo is, had a separated shoulder. He's out for three months, actually. So he's, that's very good for, that's the way, that's like the worst I thing. Mean, that can happen. Two, two, two quality <laughs> defenders are missing. We might have to. Uh, Rafa might have to play. Marcus, yeah, who are that's... you know he's he's he might not have the legs to compete with some of these yeah. faster teams. Rafa um, was not uh, not looking good in that. I don't know if y'all thought. thought Rafa I was, told you guys was hanging on. Was hanging on. That's because he hasn't played. Hey, but 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 see, Rafa's going to the World Cup because we need another cinco copas, and he's he's going no matter what. He, he could be on a wheelchair. He's gonna be wheeled over there, just cause you know. You know that was the other thing that uh, I was watching that Cachirulis thing, and Hugo thought you that can, he was gonna you, get. You can say it. You can say it, Joel, but why he's going? I need Wait, well, I, you know the wreck? I need Ellis. I need it. Ron, Ron, <laughs> if if mira si vas a insultar, Ron, say it right. It's I niveles way, not niveles. No manes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of mispronunciations and stuff, um, I was I was watching FS1. Fernando Fiori is like the worst. I can't stand. Like I would I would fire him and hire those guys, Nico and whoever else that does the English for Facebook. He 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 was like saying some weird junk. Didn't even make any sense. He used the word varsity. First team. He used the word varsity. He's still working. <laughs> In English, it's just horrible, man. I cannot stand. He's a joke. Hey, He's uh, like. His, his, hey guys! His best days were Lentenoco, man. Yeah, let's. Uh, what are the series? Yeah, Rodales, and then he had. But yeah, there you go. Oh, Lentenoco was Rodales. First series was Sofia. His, yeah. his best contribution to TV, right there. And and and, and for that alone, he should he should at least get a star on the. <laughs> on the he would, he would always find a way to to have her in a bikini. You think he tagged her? God, no matter where they were. God bless. God bless. Why <laughs> you think he tagged her? He went. Oh, no! I think she was with uh, she was with Luis Miguel at the time. With Luis Miguel, somos dos. Yes, sir. 
those. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll date myself if I sing that song. No, absolutely date but myself. She did. I mean, she did have luggage. She did have luggage. She did. So. She came with a trophy. She did have luggage. So, you know. wasn't it during the? Was it the USA World Cup that that that, that show was on? So they would show their promo for their show. I mean, in, in every commercial break for a month. For for, for Lente Loco, y'all y'all do y'all remember that? It's it's like they'd show that one, and then they'd show you know whichever hot novella was on, and you didn't even have to watch the the actual novella to figure out what happens that month because you could figure it out just from the promos. You you know, John, I'm still wondering what he what he did because Univision used to have a really good uh, soccer program with. With uh, Norberto Longo and Andres Cantor, right? Very professional. Oh yeah, very professional man. They they covered everything, and all of a sudden it was Fiore with Las Senadoras, and it was like oh, uh, it was it was it was, man, hard, it was hard it was hard for me to watch man. <laughs> yeah, I, I was here I, with I, the with the sound off just just for the Senadoras. That was one of the worst. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you have to remember back then the what was it called like uh, Titulares Deportivo or whatever whatever the show was called. Uh, yeah. Was the only show on in the entirety of of American programming that 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 had soccer on. It was the only way you could find out what happened. Well, 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 John, John, well, you could replace me with a senadora, John. I wouldn't mind. Well, hey, it was in. But you have to be on video. It was in '97 when they finally got Galavision, and that's. When oh, that was amazing. And that's when that you started. To, and that's when you started to get like uh, la jugada. Uh, la jugada. And, and, so I mean, for, for for me, '97 was the real game changer because that's when you actually had the the, the, the actual beat from Mexico. Right. And uh, for me, for me, it was it was a lot better than just you know República Deportiva and, and you know showcasing. Well, well, sure. I mean, just just the just the whole the Univision because I think Fiore made his. Debut on Univision Deportes in the '98 World Cup, and it was, and it was so obvious because you know Andres Cantor is having the you know like like the world just just the way the the, the whole presentation of the tournament was 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 through Fiore, and and he got better as he went on. I mean, it just at first it was so awkward, uh, and I'll I'll never forget when uh, when Mexico lost to to Germany two one, and 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 frankly, what was one of the most just one of the hardest afternoons of my of, of my soccer watching life because they were ahead. Uh, they go to commercial break after the game's over. They come back to him in the studio, and he's like, "No yawning, no yawning, stop it!" And it's like, I want, I, I, I flipped them off, double barrel. But would have uh, stabbed him. Would have stabbed him if I was there. I was. I was. Did you say I wasn't the only one, Hoyle? Is that what you said? And I said he wrestled you. He did. He, I was. I was. I was. I was in no condition to be, uh, to be messed with at that time. But what I think. I think back at it now. I think it's actually. Uh, I think it's pretty funny. All right. So, so Portugal beats Russia, uh, which means Russia has three points. Mexico has four points. So, so the only way that the Russians advance to the to the uh, the group stage, which is what we thought was going to happen, regardless of what happened in the first two games, is that Mexico versus Russia is the is the is the, is the is is a quarterfinal basically determining who makes the semis. Is is uh, 
is what this game is going to be. And, and, and frankly, if they play, if they can manage to advance past that, you know, either Ger- Germany or Chile, I don't think it matters. Uh, you know, obviously it, it would be a better story if, if it's, if it's Chile, but if it's Germany, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's Germany still. So, but, uh, what are we going to see then boys on, uh, on, on Saturday morning at, uh, at 10 o'clock central, eight Pacific and 11 Eastern against the Russians. It's a, it's a home game for the Russians. And it's, uh, you know, like I said, it's, uh, it, it's to qualify for the semifinals. Is Osorio going to be more conservative or is he going to do this crazy thing where he's going to throw out another, you know, a one, a one, two, six formation to have six more forwards like he did against the, uh, against the Kiwis. I think I think it goes back to his four three three formation. I think uh, the majority of the guys from the first game are back. Um, Sands, Hector Moreno, and and Salcedo. I think I think he might actually play with two actual real fullbacks in, in Luis Reyes and he, he, he may have no Miguel choice. Ayuns. He may have no yeah, choice. Yeah, he may have no choice. Yeah, he, which he, I'm, he, I think would be great. I think would be great if he did that. You know, to me, I think the only reason that he plays the tall guys as as as, uh, as wingbacks is that he wants them on the field for set pieces. That's the only reason they're there. If he's smart, he's practical, you know, and uh, doesn't try any, you know, crazy stuff that he tries to do. Because I honestly do think that if he does lose and Mexico goes three and out, I think I think he's out. Yeah, he did not do himself any favors with his New Zealand. Well, no, that, I think and, yeah, and and I think I think if they lose and it's because of the New Zealand game because of how poorly they played. Yeah. And and, and how and how poorly he set that match up. Uh, because because I mean that type of game, you know, that sort of negativity. Believe it or not, it, it, it does affect the team. When you're, you know, when the press is constantly, you know, criticizing you, and it's like, dude, you played this bad against, you know, New Zealand. It, it, it does take a toll, whether people want to admit it or not, a coach wants to admit it or not. I don't think there was any need for 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 exposing yourself like that. And and I think, you know, and I hope and I hope they advance, obviously, but. I have a feeling that if they don't, I think this is the last of Osorio. I think, you know, the, the, the federation will see, well, okay, look, we only need to acquire maybe one, maybe two more points in the qualifiers in CONCACAF. And, you know, that's it. You know, I, I, you know, I, I just, I, I don't think, I don't think that they will, they will keep Osorio just to qualify for, for, uh, Russia and then throw him out. You I see it. I, uh, he, I mean, he just, he, he absolutely hosed himself. With, with with what he did because if say say they win they they play their regular guys they win three four nothing against New Zealand and then they lose to Russia his job is is one hundred percent safe because you know I mean if you, if if you go against the host and you, you lose I mean there's no dishonor in that right? I mean it's just it you know it could very well happen all right you know you know you guys played well you guys looked good uh, you know it, it, we're lucky in the end you can stay. Well, but but that, but now he's taken that he's taken that he's taken that out of the out of the equation. Now he's like, okay, so you you got lucky against Portugal. You 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 stunk up the, the pitch against against New Zealand. You were lucky to get to get out of there with the win. And now you're going to lose the Russians on, you know, and because of the fact that the, the team didn't play the you know the the full team didn't play all you know three three games. There's no continuity, dude. You got to go. So you're yeah he he opens himself up for 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 that possibility. You know you're right, Ronnie. And, and, and the fact that it, and the fact you know, if he tries to justify himself that it's oh, it's a home team, 
you know, Mexico, believe it or not, in the past 20, 25 years, they've done exceptionally well against the host nations. You know, for, you know, going back from, you know, Ecuador in 93 in the Copa America, beating them in the semifinals to South Africa. South Africa, they Brazil. tied South. They tied Brazil. You know, they they, they play the U.S. In, uh, in 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 Gold Cup finals all the time in the U.S. And, and they do very well. Obviously, them. Chile, Chile. You know, when they brought up the script team, they tied Chile. What was it, three three? That's right. You know, it, it, so I mean, they they have a like I said, going back twenty five years at least. You know, that I can remember, they've done well against you know host nations. So for them, for them to for him not to to do well. It, 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 it's really concerning because it's like we were going, we're, we're taking a step backwards. We played like crap against New Zealand and then we can't even, you know, play well against the host nation. I mean, if anything, they're the ones that have the pressure. Not, it's not Mexico. But have- it's, it's actually working out for him. He's going to, he might, he might come out like a genius because he's resting his players. This Chicharito Vela, they were sitting on the bench saying, man, we could smoke this team if we were in there and they might just go in there and smoke Russia. Yeah, but did you guys? I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw the clip of Valderrama. Oh yeah, like when when you're, yeah, it's an old clip. When you're when you're a goal scorer, and you score in a game, you want to keep playing because you're like you're 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 on a streak. You're hot. Yeah, and and it's not just him. I mean, I saw Saguino say it. uh, Paco de Anda said the same thing. Like when you are a player and you are playing well, you want to keep playing. Yeah, and when when you rest, it, it takes you out of your rhythm. Yeah, you know, I also heard Crash Davis say it. Hey, we got a caller, by the way. You know, we Crash do Davis? not. We have a caller. We have. We, I don't even know. We had that. I had no idea we had that. That. Uh, that. That technology with us tonight. <laughs> who's, who, who? Who has called us, uh, Chickies? Uh, this is Ray from Milwaukee. Ray from oh, Ray. It's always good to hear from you, Ray. Milwaukee. Ray, Ray, you're a big Chivas fan, right, Ray? Yeah, Chivas fan. And we'll give you a little. <laughs> Just a little taste. Just a little taste. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't like this coach personally because it's not the blueprint of success. If you look at what has been successful at the international stage over the past decade, it is consistency. If you look at the blueprint that Italy did when they won the championship, taking a handful of Juve players, the spine of players in uh, Spain and Germany have been successful using the same blueprint and so I, I really do believe the uh, it's how bad they look this Mexican national team has been together for over a month together and it looked like they had just gotten off the plane and decided to play against you know, against New Zealand they and looked so like a pup team well into their third case what Bruce beer. Arena was able to do were preparing two teams in a two-week span to play two games two meaningful games and they, the game plan really worked for them. It's it's not about rotations or anything like. It's extremely hard to be successful that way, and you have to train the players correctly to perform the best. And he's not doing that. Okay, Ray. So I'll, I'll, I'll you you have the you have the 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 vessel, right? So you have you have all the power. And you've and you've gotten rid of uh, of Osorio. You you think that it, he's not the right move? So you know what? I'm going to fix things. Fix this right now. Who you got? Hit me. Who? Uh, I agree with your four. I mean, with a four three three with the three guys that you. No 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 no. Uh, what, what, 
Which coach? Which coach? Herrera. And um, the back line, well, the back line somewhat something to change now because uh, Salcedo's out. But uh, before I would have him in there with Layun and and Moreno and Reyes. What about coach, though? Yeah, who's 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 your next coach? Who's your next coach, Ray? Oh, who's my next coach? Yeah, you 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 have fired uh, Osorio. My, my opinion, I think it's uh, going to be. Um, I was I I want Tuca. If it, to be all honesty, I, I want Tuca as our next coach. I think he's the best coach in North America, personally. Uh, it's, it is so toxic. It is such a shame that, this, that the clowns that run Mexican soccer has made the Mexican national team so toxic that a legendary coach in Tuca walked away from it after being successful. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. Man, that is just one of the nicest, greatest phone comments I think we've ever had on the show. Being being so gracious to to Tuca like that, Ray. Thank you so much for 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 giving us the the knowledge that that, that you have to, to 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 tell us all about uh, what an excellent choice Tuca would be if uh, if things. John, are you are you, are you creaming in your pants because of the the high price he gave Tuca? I'm not gonna lie, Roma. I'm a little out of breath. Wait, let me bring it down. Let me bring it down. Because one game, because one game, his last game with the national team, it, he had to go to extra time to get the win against the U.S. But hey, but here, hey, he it wasn't played, impressive. He he played against Argentina. He, no, le voy a discutir con usted. Dude, what he had you, he had a fantastic what, what game. Of, he he set up a, the team fantastically against Argentina, and yeah, he, he did. didn't. That What's was that? the best Mexico has ever played Argentina. Oh, I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought was, it was, was, was the way that, uh, that, that, that Tuca played then. Actually, yeah. La Volpe. La Volpe did good. La Volpe. La Vol- oh, stop it. No, 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 no. They no, played no. Argentina in, twice in the, in the World Cup? On a, on a fr- oh, come on. They in had Copa one America. shot on goal in that, in, in, in that yeah, game. In, in yeah, Duke, yeah. One shot on goal. Hey, the, the, after the Tuca game, the Argentine coach was rustled. I mean, he was he was just, you know, he, what's his name? Um, in, 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 in 06, the coach. I mean, I think he was just in, in disbelief because of just how well fought out the game was, and and I do give you that. But as far as as far as Mexico outplayed Argentina that game, that Duca out, out out you know out coached them big time. Yeah, it was only because of stupid mistakes that ended yeah, up uh, costing yeah, Mexico. Yeah, the, yeah. So I mean, and, and, given, and given you know the amount of time that he had with the team, and just you know he tried to keep things simple, and 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 I and I said this and I've said this many times. The kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. It works in every industry, every type of you know job. You try, keep the game simple. Keep it simple. And Tuca was was a master. It was it was it was beautiful with it, you know, with it, with the team. Hey, speaking about Russell though, um, when uh, Osorio was yelling mf and getting all upset. I didn't even see the big deal, like a fair play and all that stuff. The dude got hurt or whatever, but I think he would never have done that against uh, a higher tier team like Portugal or maybe even Russia. It was just because he was so frustrated and he let out his emotions. He usually, like in the Chile game, he wasn't going crazy. Yeah, he, he was. Yelling. He was just sitting back he just all humiliated. But in this game, he was he was going all crazy because it was a lower tier team, a team where they should have came out and won. And he was frustrated. He knew he was screwing up, and and it and it leaked out. 
Well, maybe he was trying to. Maybe it was a, it was a deliberate act. Maybe he was trying to light a fire under his team. Yeah. Oh. You know, wow. if, you, if yeah, you're such a calculating be, guy, be, then, but then, then what maybe fire that was, was needed to be a New Zealand team? Why well, do you? Evidently, they needed one because they came out flat. You know, and that that, that was on him. It's like, man, I really screwed this up. Let me let me go yell at some Kiwis. Maybe that'll get my boys riled up. You know. Of course, he could have just gotten mad. What I thought, what I thought, what I thought was funny was that you know when he was talking about the you know the game before, they're talking about they're all gentlemen and, and, and stuff like that. You know, bringing up the uh, you know the Hawkeye and, and, the, and the you know the all the all black you know team you know rugby. Maybe, about that. maybe Osorio is like a closet Fernando where he just walks in and f- you, f- you, f- you, you're cool. Actually, he said, f- he said that the the fourth well, referee was actually cussing at him or, or insulting him in Spanish. I don't know if it was a Colombian guy or whatever, but uh, that's what he said, that that he was being insulted for no reason. Or, uh, I thought it was the assistant, one of the assistants uh, uh, from New Zealand. Okay, but hey. Oh, really? I might have here, been. Yeah. Here, here's, a, here's another. And, 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 John, can you play the uh, the X-File music for this? Of course. <laughs> I promised Hoyle I wouldn't play the X-File music under him, so when he wanted to start speaking, we... Uh... Can you can you listen to that and speak it? <laughs> Now, could it, could, it, could it be, could it be, I'm just spitballing, that the reason Mexico paid so bad against New Zealand is because they had a Chilean player, you know, uh, wasn't it Marco Rojas? And so you said it was, that, it was, it was secu- sequelas from La Boda Roja? Yeah, you, you think, you think that could be it? it, it Maybe. Wait, Chile has a, I mean, New Zealand has a Chilean player in their yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, Marco Marco, Marco, yeah. His his father's Chilean, and and I think oh. he might may have gone scared. He got that brings up another question: <laughs> If Mexico goes against Chile, is uh, is Osorio going to have to wear dark pants? Just John, keep with the music, please. Keep oh, with the music. Just in case he wears, <laughs> just in case he has an accident on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I gotta put on my tinfoil hat. You know, if, if 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 he if he plays Chile, if he gets a chance to play Chile again, I can't I can't think of a better way for him to get rid of that stupid set. Seriously, I mean, I mean, what a what a massive opportunity that would be for Mexico to just, hey, just to to kill a monkey before it becomes uh, okay. Hey, John, John. Yeah. Okay, I, I remember when you know when it was a dark day, one of the darkest days for me as a, as an Americanista was when when Toluca beat America six nothing. It was bad, you know. Uh, and like, you know, Cardoso had, you know, they had one of the best team goals I've ever seen in all of soccer. And then like a couple of years later, you know, uh, America beats uh, Toluca like, you know, 7-2. And for me, that was like payback, you know, and it and, and that victory was so, so sweet. Yeah. Now, if, if, if Mexico can pull off. Like let's say they advance and, and they face Chile and, and let let's say the game it, it doesn't have to be seven zero but let let's say a five zero or or a six zero. Do you root for uh, do you root for uh, Osorio all the way to to Russia? If he gets spanked five zero by Chile? no no if if he returns you know the the, the spank. If he returns it like if you know Mexico oh, if he gives Chile. a reciprocal spanking yes uh well. I mean, he. I don't think that he would need my support, but yeah. I mean, if if, if he that if he if Mexico has a you know ends up 
playing well and, 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 you know, making the final, maybe lifting the trophy. Yeah, of course. You know, why, why, why wouldn't you? It's hard to imagine that happening. It's that hater aid, huh? No, it's it's just, it's just, it's It's the history of facts that his performances against bigger or higher tier teams. What are you talking about? He has, you guys, you have, I'm not lying. It is the hater aid for me. (laughs) No, I mean, what it's, I mean, what happened in Copa, uh, Oro, I mean, Copa America last year, was just a buildup of what had been happening in every game before that, except yeah. he finally faced some good competition. That's that that is true, Rigo, because Hoyle and I we we were you know we were saying they were leaving gaping holes. Basically. Yes, again, they again. were they were exposing themselves really bad, and any team the high the high pressure really bothers Osorio's team because he was trying to play from the back and he just didn't have the the, the talent. In, in, his, in his back line to play from the back. You know, Osorio, unfortunately, has, has, a, has a, just a gigantic fatal flaw in his system because of the way that Mexico plays in general yeah. and, and what it is that he tries to do. And what, what I mean by that is that, you know, and you look at any game in Liga Mekis and it's played at a, at a much different pace, and they give guys, you know, guys make 15, 20, 30 yard dribbles all the time, you know, without even being, without even being defended, without even being confronted. They give teams a lot of space. So it's just, it's just the way that Mexico plays. You guys, so, so, and then you'll see it even when the Portugal game, I mean, every time Portugal had the ball and they started possessing, I mean, they would, unless Mexico was high pressing them, would let them go all the way down to the 18. They just, they just, they just trotted, let them trot down there. And, uh, what the problem with Osorio's what he's doing is that he's he has things so disjointed that that, that just it, it invites Mexico to 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 abandon space more often than they would, and you're yeah. already giving up a ton of space, so you're giving up massive the chunks, other, and that's what Chile exposed. New New other, Zealand exposed that. The other problem is he doesn't have a true natural center defensive midfielder who is going to stop anything coming up the line. Diego Reyes doesn't have the movement. Rafa Marquez doesn't have the movement, the speed yeah, but, to, but, but, to, to, to stop coming coming up the middle. And, and Portugal was attacking who, up the middle. Who was Mexico's most effective high presser? High presser? Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who caused more problems for Portugal than anybody else with his presser? Probably Chicho Raul Jimenez. No, it was, it was Jonathan, and he would come straight up the middle. Hey. He's he's a box to box center center mid, but he is not. But he he can play it. He can play the position. But what I'm saying is, you need somebody that's going to be there full time, pivot, backing up your center midfielders. And Diego Reyes and Rafa Marquez are not that. Guardado can play it, but those aren't the kind of natural position. But Herrera has been has been has been doing it. Actually, uh, really, both of them did a great job. But if you if you look, Herrera was more comfortable against New Zealand because he was playing in a more free flowing role versus playing back there. Um, and I mean, you you see it. New Zealand was attacking up the middle, and had it been a stronger team, they would they would have been up three zero at halftime. Hey guys, but one of the things that I'm still trying to wrap my head around is that. Like and even you know La Volpe when he has a team, 
you know, he was dead set on, on on playing from the back. He was dead dead set on it. And and, is- and and the thing about it is that his forwards, you know, for the most part, they were they were you know when they would you know get the ball, it's, 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 they were running towards the goal. I'm not I'm not seeing that really with with, with the Saudis team. I mean, and, 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 and there isn't anything wrong with playing from the back, but you, you have I, to look. You have to you have to look at what the other team is giving you and make the adjustments. If if they're pressuring you really really high and you know that you don't have the talent to you know have possession back there like that, then kick the ball up and and you know play fifty fifty balls from from your back line because you know you're just not doing it from the back. Um, if you if you looked today, I mean. Germany was able to adjust, I guess, what Chile did. But when Chile came out early, and they were pressuring them really, that, that first goal, the, the goal that Chile scores is is off high pressure. Um, and then they they made their adjustments. I mean, but they're they're a really talented team. Um, but I just don't see Mexico having the talent that Germany does in their back line to be able to stop the high press from Chile if they were to meet. If Chile goes ninety minutes high press. But they won't go ninety minutes high press. They'll be they'll be exhausted. Then Mexico win seven zero because I mean no team <laughs> minutes. It'll be it'll be three zero at halftime again. Well, it was two zero at halftime in the last one. They got five in the second half for for those that were counting, and could have scored three more easily. It would probably be a very different game because Mexico is going to go in there very aware of the seven zero, probably conservative and careful with everything that they do. They're not going to push their lines up fully thinking they can go and score. You know, the thing about Chile is, yeah, they're a great offensive team. No one did, but you know what? I mean, it's not like they're not beatable. You know, I mean, they do have, they do have their, their weaknesses too that Mexico, you know, on a, on a, on a given day can exploit. So let's, let, let's not, let's lose sight of that. Mexico has beaten Chile before many, many times. No, they have, we have the talent. Even, to even this group I think, players. I, I think I think this group of players can definitely beat that group of Chilean players. I just don't think we have the the tactics behind the team well, to like coach I said, them to, you know, to win. You know, it's a sign of that you do have the good individual talent is that you win despite what the coach is doing. And that's what uh that's what Mexico did yesterday. So maybe that's a, a sign that they that the that the lights finally coming on for some of these players. Now it, it brings up a it brings up Another interesting point that we can discuss about this group of players themselves is that what what has to what has to happen for them for them to be considered the uh, the Mexico's quote unquote golden generation because I don't think that they've really earned that right to be called that because I don't think they've done anything. I mean, yeah, you can win a gold cup here and there. They but, can they can come in first in in Concacaf qualifying, which they haven't done for a while. Copa America final. Mexico, Mexico has actually never come in first in the hacks qualifying. Hey, hey guys, they, they need to start. They need to start reaching the finals of the Copa Americas, and they need to start at least, you know, and they they need to start reaching, you know, Copa Americas and go hang deep on. into the tournament. Hang better on, bring, better bring Google back. We have a Daniel Preciado joins us uh, joins us from from California. I just wanted to. To, to, to get that in. Dan, Dan, how are you? I'm good. I just wanted to make sure I joined in before the end of the show. I'm fresh off a of 5K right now. Oh, good for you. Did, uh, in my dress how, shoes. How, uh, 
what what was your time? Um, I wasn't timing. I was I was pushing a a double stroller, so I wasn't exactly timing myself. I was just trying to get through it. Yeah, Good but I you. got through it. Yeah, and then I made sure to sprint the last like thousand feet to make sure like I made it look like I ran the whole way. Right. So, but I just wanted to make sure because I uh, I wanted to get in um, and I yeah. wanted to make sure that I'm not the only voice uh, or there was at least one voice to. I think not bash on the on the on the national team. We've kept we, we, we've kept it been going on all day. We've, we've kept it civil. One sided bashing him, man. Yeah, we've. Uh, you should have heard what uh, what Joel was saying about Chicharito earlier, man. It was. Frankly, I was embarrassed. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to listen to the tape, man. It was. Uh, well, I see the Chiva Hermano here, and I've been I've been uh, watching closely his Twitter feed. Uh, you know, trying to get to know our our, our new our new uh, our new panel member, I guess. And uh, just I know how much of a of a distaste he has for for our coach. So I just wanted to make sure that like you know it's not just one no, all one sided. We've we've we've, no, we've been I mean, playing. But, with but, that. Uh, I, I I did say that I that in the Portugal game I was actually impressed with you know how he came out tactically. You know I I enjoyed that he went out and pressed high that that, he, that the team retained possession versus Portugal. Um, so it's it's not all bad. My only my only issue with the Portugal <laughs> game was that I felt that we left a lot out there and it was due to guys being out of position, like Cheech, uh, like playing with no fullbacks or with one fullback. Um, yeah, but you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I would, I would perfectly sacrifice. Okay, so, so you have, you have Jimenez, you have Chicharito, and you have Aquino out of the, out of, out of the, and you can only pick two. Who are you taking? Who would you rather have? Jimenez, on Jimenez, Aquino, and Chicharito. Yeah, you're only, you can only take two. Who would you, who would you rather put on? I mean, you, you the guy who's going to give you the most threat at that position is going to be Aquino. But see, especially, I think what, especially, but, but again, especially, but who would you rather especially, have on the field? Especially, especially with, who would you rather have on the field? Would you have on Aquino on the field with yes, he can give you a threat, but you know, he, you know, he also can, or, or would you rather have a guy on the, that, that you know is a guarantee that it, that is he may not score, but is going to get two or three legitimate chances to knock one in. Who would you rather? Aquino's going to give field? you that too. Aquino's going to give you that too. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying so. The the the, the decision here is: do you play Chicharito or do you play Jimenez? Well, the decision at, is you, at, you play at the, at the nine spot the formation. That's the decision. Yeah, I, I think what 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 Regal wants is a four four two, so he could have Cheech and Raul up front, and that's just not going to happen. I'm actually I'm actually a big fan of the three five two. That's my, my that's my favorite formation. But I I know that he plays a four three three. But in, in a four three three, when when you have two wingers, you need you need to have fullbacks that are going to provide depth and take some of the the defenders off of those wings. So when you have a winger that's not doesn't have doesn't have a lot of footwork or ball control, then it doesn't matter if you do have a full a fullback. Well, you either have to have a fullback that does up. that, or you have a midfielder that that, that that cuts inside and does the same thing. Which he wasn't really having. I mean, because if you look right. at Bella, Bella is on the right side, and he's basically by himself because. Carlos Salcedo is not pushing up behind him, and 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 Jonathan is a little bit more but, interior. But, but, but the thing is, is, is that the reason that wasn't happening is because he was thinking, well, you know what? I'd rather have Salcedo on there for defense. Yeah, he might come up occasionally, but Bella is so good. I, he didn't necessarily have to have that wing back. And but of course, I think one thing that gets over 
that's gotten overlooked over that over the last match is that Vela wasn't all that precise. He had a bad uh, game. I mean, he had his moments, but the first half he was. I mean, there's a certain reason he was subbed out. He wasn't exactly the sharpest he's ever he's ever been. And I I I, I guess you know when you when you remove Tecatito out of the out of the mix. Then I think he's got the decision. Is like, all right, do I play a natural winger in that position, or do I put out my best eleven? So, like, do I put in? I guess. Do I put in? Do I put in? Yeah, yeah. You have to get eleven. Does it? Does does? Does Bella's is Bella's performance hindered on the fact that he's not getting any help on that side? No. Behind his touch isn't there. Yeah, he did not. He was his his passing was bad and his. His country, he did, he did not have good ball control that that game at all, and and the goal that they scored against uh, the first goal that they got was uh, let's face it was a little fluky because it was it was uh, the genesis was a defensive mistake by Portugal. So I mean yes he did make a great pass, and yes Chicharito did make uh, a great play to, to to head the ball into the net. There's no one denies that, but it was a little fluky that they got it. But they did uh, they did respond uh, in, in that first game to Portugal scoring a few minutes later and they did the exact same thing in the second half and uh, you know that that gives me hope. I guess I didn't think that this last game wasn't something that we needed to really dissect too much. It was like one of those like where like let's just forget about this. We got the three points, good. Let's not ever do this again. And uh, all right, you know, like your little experiment kind of sort of worked. So let's just. Get our eyes focused on Russia, qualify, and then see what comes next. So I don't think finish, yep. finishing first or second is really much of an issue because either way, you're gonna you're gonna face a tough opponent. Tough opponent. There's no way around it. Germany, or, um, yeah, Germany pick, or pick, pick your poison. Tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you really want, and and I think that basically it's the same thing when when it comes to the World Cups. It's like, yeah, you know, once you get into the to the knockout stages. Yeah, you, you can you can be blessed and come up with a with a with a relatively manageable opponent, but either way, you you got to get through whoever comes next at that point. And it's up to you, it's up to the team to get right. through it, and I think that's where. And, and, and I think that we all believe that Mexico on any given day can win games like that, but we also know that 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 they can easily lose those. So, so is it official? Where where assuming we, we qualify, we're going to go. Uh, they're going to go up against uh, Chile. Well, if Chile finishes, so Portugal's going to play New Zealand, and we all—I mean, I would assume we're going to think that Portugal will win that game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Portugal is going to win the group, and they're probably—and right, right now they both have a plus one on, on the goal differential. Their their goal differential is going to be more than that. Let's say it's like plus four. Say that uh, generously. And then Mexico would have to golear uh, Russia in order to get, which is just not going to. So, so I think I think there's like a if Mexico does qualify, there's a, what is like a, like an eighty percent chance that it'll be as the number two team. So they'll play the number one right now is is Chile, and they have the tougher task I think in, against Australia. So I think actually it's going to be Germany. I think Germany wins that group, and then Chile comes in second. So it's going to be Mexico Germany in the semifinals. Is what I think. You guys think we can beat Germany? Yeah. And 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 Germany can beat Mexico. I mean, again, Mexico can beat teams, but they're also very beatable. I mean, you guys, you guys talk about like like the, the leaky defense. Like this is like you know this, oh, I've never seen a Mexico team. We come on, guys. <laughs> it's Mexico. They, they, they've they've had a leaky defense as long as I've, as long as I've watched. 
Sometimes it's leakier than other times, but or or vice versa. But generally, it's been pretty leaky. It's the the golden generation of Mexico, if there is one right now, is mostly on the offensive side. The defensive, um, the defense for Mexico has been is is like the weakest spot, I would say. And hence, the leaky defense exists, whether it's the varsity team or the JV team. Do you really think it's a leaky defense? Yeah, I yeah. think Moreno, Reyes, uh, even Layun, and uh, se hacen bolas. Yeah, Layun had a had a rough game. Yeah, I mean that that first that first Portugal goal. What was Hector think... Moreno doing when when Diego Reyes is right in front of of uh, Cristiano well, Ronaldo? I, Why is he, he coming was over? Ball, he was ball watching. He like everyone else was thinking the. Yeah, they, they all got fixated on yeah. Ronaldo and. You know, see if Ronaldo would have just showed him his, his his average physique, you know, just hey guys, just then 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 would have realized that it was that he's, he's that he's just the man like 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 the rest of them. That happened versus Chile. That same type of ball watching and and shifting over and just leaving the man behind you. So, well, my question is on that play. Okay, so the three, it was the two defenders in the midfield. Where the where was the the, the winger? Where, where was the and it was like Ayun, right? Yeah. He was in. I mean, every replay they showed, they showed the goal and they showed the three Mexican defenders. You know who wasn't in any of the replays? Ayun. Miguel Ayun. Because so, who knows so where Beto, he was. So, Beto, so Beto's like, well, like when you're covering Ronaldo, do you want him behind you or in front of you? Do <laughs> 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 yeah. you still want to show me your cucumber? <laughs> Savage, man. <laughs> He's talking about that, you know. It's like, oh, they're just gonna watch him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, you know, ultimately he ended up not beating Mexico, and that precious point they got uh, against Portugal is what, and in my opinion, led to what we saw on yesterday against New Zealand. Because, uh, as we all know, Mexico can't take teams, can't take any team. Uh, you know, just just can't. Um, yeah, they just can't do it. Isn't it weird though how Mexico can never just like you see like um, and I think that really just goes to show how Mexico isn't like a real power in, in, in soccer. Where you see some teams and like you know they're gonna half fast it and they're gonna they're gonna walk over a lesser opponent without an issue. They're gonna they're gonna sleepwalk through 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 a game and, and win two three zero over a really lesser opponent. And Mexico just doesn't seem capable of, of ever do, doing that. Like, they always find a way to somehow lower their level to their competition. Yeah, we That's always... been a constant theme for, for years. Um, and that's where, that, and that, that was my main, my main criticism was that, like, like you don't really think you're going to roll over a, I mean, I know New Zealand is New Zealand, but when has this team ever rolled over like that? Like, rolled over a team like that? It just doesn't happen. Did, did you see that meme with the Piojo Herrera? You know, it's like, I'm trying to remember uh, that team that beat, that, you know, Goliath, uh, New Zealand players and, uh, and without any Europeans. <laughs> did you guys see that meme? Yeah, they used the, they used the they basically used the America team the, the base of it, and... which which goes back to 
using players that are that are playing in a co- you know cohesive manner, not these goddamn rotaciones. You keep yeah, saying I mean, rotaciones though, but there's not really rotaciones. If, if you remove this last game, the games that 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 he deems the most important, he's throwing out the same guys. This last game. His his starting eleven, you can't really bitch much about. I mean, but that's th- who this, you want to see out there. Against Portugal, it was the first time that he that Mexico's ever played with eleven players that play in Europe. And and he also not only that, but it's the basically the basically the, the the main guys that have been starting for the most important games. But if but if that is the first game where we are playing with eleven guys that play in Europe on the pitch, that's the first game that they've all played together as a unit. Yes, he, the key pieces are, the, the key the pieces full 11, have, yes. the, 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 the full key, 11, key, yes. key pieces have been there. You know, the, your Herrera, Guardado, uh, Cheech, Bella, Moreno, Moreno Layun, um, Reyes. Like, the bulk of the team is there. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I don't see that it's been like I know, like he really did overdo it at least a lot at first, but lately. It doesn't seem like he's really, obviously, switching eight players in one game. That's really him saying, I have zero respect for New Zealand. I'm going to throw out this shit lineup, super offensive, and we're just going to be able to, to just outclass them. And it failed. But outside of that, I think he's throwing out the, the team that I want to see, that I think is the best. And and he's putting them in positions where they're, they're pretty – familiar with pretty comfortable with I like, think he didn't I, play in the midfield he didn't play contention or anything he played he played a he played a, a, in a natural position I think that after the 7-0 fiasco last year they kind of told him to pump the brakes on his rotations because going into that 7-0 match he had been rotating the whole Copa Oro and the matches leading into it. And I think he, he it, it hasn't been as bad as, as when he first took over. I mean, this, this yeah, particular that's what, that's game against... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This particular game against New Zealand, it, it, it would mean eight players is a lot. Uh, and it wasn't just eight. It, it wasn't just bringing in eight and, new players. It was bringing in eight players and then playing them out of position and playing with a different formation. And not having a, a midfielders. <clears throat> not having midfielders. Um, <clears throat> It, 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 if you the could whole have played, game he, turned the second you put in Herrera. The second yeah. you put in a real midfielder, the whole game switched. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, he, he, Dan, he totally royally messed up on that. Dan, you asked the last time we rolled over opponents. 2007 Copa America. That's a long time. That's, uh, that's No, but you asked. I'm just, I'm just answering. Yeah, nine years ago. What was the last time that, that, that what happened? That, that Mexico rolled over some an opponent. No, I mean they rolled, they over, rolled over like to go to the World Cup. <laughs> no, they they beat like three opponents. That's when they beat up Paraguay six zero. Uh, they okay. beat Uruguay three one, and they Third beat Brazil zero. They beat Third uh, place game. They beat Ecuador. They beat Brazil. Yeah, no, that, that was, was a great. They tied that was a great Chile. Of America. That was with San Neri. And Macho Hugo. That was with Hugo as coach, I mean, man. What could I, have been? You know, I know that 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 I I think I can speak in, in almost in full unanimity here. That uh, that when Neddy scored that goal against Brazil and he had that game that he had, that I'm sure that we thought that holy crap, we finally you know Mexico finally has that that huge, you know, for lack of a better word, just complete dick of a great player. 
you know, a guy who's a, guy a complete ass on the field. Yeah. Like, 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 it's, it's like, you know, you, you know, that, that the this matter that he and Qual got going down in, uh, when they were down in Venezuela for the, for the Copa America, you know, it had to have been just epic, epic, legendary. They probably still talk about it. And yeah, then it just, because... it just totally fell apart. It just absolutely. And then of course, you know, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, what happened to Nettie after that, but it just, it's, uh, I was going to play the sad music, but I don't think I should because out of respect to Nettie for, 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 for well, what happened to him. But I don't want this to end on a sad note. 2011 yeah. Gold Cup. Mexico rolled over like pretty much the whole competition. They scored uh, 22 goals. There you go. Yeah. 5-0 five, five over El Salvador. 5-0 over Cuba. 4-1. I was in Chicago. You that saw was, that one? That was the, the, the just, I'd never seen a, a Mexico team just completely. Good, good memory, John. Crush. Uh, a team, the way they crushed Costa Rica in the first 30 minutes. Of you know, it was. I think um, that was the first time I met uh, El Profe. You know, the Profe said he was going to come on, but we haven't heard of him. Someone needs to, to contact the Profe and say what the. And, what the, what and the then age. the final, John. Yes. The final was the 4-2. 4-2? Which, which I was in Pasadena for. That was memorable. That was the geo goal. And it gets highlighted all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Just, uh, you know, they've, you know, and that's the thing that I wanted to talk to you all about. I know we got a little sidetracked there because Dan wanted to, sorry, Dan wanted to put up the port. He wanted to put up the force field, and I understand, you know. And, and you know what? I think this team has, they could uh, beat opponents by big margins, but I think that the whole rotation thing has kept us from right from doing that. Now, back to what I was what I was hoping to talk about uh, about 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 this group of players is that what what do they have to do in order for them to you know go down in in, in Mexico soccer history as 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 the quote unquote generacion dorada? What what do they what other what what else do they have to accomplish in order for that to happen? Do they have to? They could win. They could win quinto, this quinto Yeah, quinto partido. Quinto partido. I mean, I mean. Don't they have to do something better than that? To, to yes. I don't, even, I don't, I don't think. I mean, yes. A contract would be great, and, and and get get go a deep run in, in the in the World Cup. Get to the semifinal. You know, yeah. To me, I, 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 I think co- at a minimum they have to make the semifinals. This confederation is more winnable than the Copa America Centenario, and, and I think with Copa America, because we pretty much had home field advantage. You know, being played in the U.S. I mean, I didn't yeah, think it, it, it I, I didn't think I didn't think it got more winnable than Copa America last year. Like, you know, we know what's funny about what you just said, Joel, is that how many people were actually picking Mexico to win the Copa America Centenario? A lot of people were right? like, yeah. And then, uh, it was. I mean, they they were they were a they were one of the favorites. Along yeah, and, with, and you know what, Argentina Ch- and Chile. Chile, I, I would have made Chile favorites, but not. You know, people forget that uh, we beat them Mexico in a game. Had Chile. Well, it beat- was a friendly before, but but like at, at the other Copa America that they hosted, we tied them three three with with uh, like uh, alternative squad. Right, they were playing. So the I, I think we could have just yeah. So it should have been a more closer game than than that seven seven zero, and and just. I think if we would if we had the home field advantage with which throughout the tourney I never felt like we actually had it. 
What home field advantage? Yes. Oh, it's, it's we, should have, we should we should have won that game against Chile in the in Chile in the Copa America that, uh, yeah. the first Copa America they won. That was uh, it was a sus- very suspect penalty kick call. Yeah, he had well, two goals by Bolso and Jimenez. I mean, they were the home team, so. Yeah, that was. Uh, there's going to be some home cooking on Saturday, so I think uh, hopefully Mexico will be prepared for that. But yeah, I also think this Copa, this Confederaciones is, is pretty winnable as well. Uh, the talent is there. I mean, we have the talent. I mean, that's the thing. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Everything's there now. Just go out and do it. And I think I think they win at Confederations, a deep run in the World Cup, and and you know they're living up to their to their billing as the Golden Generation. So that's so 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 you 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 want them so you, so you think that they have the 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 ability to make it to the at least the semifinals uh, in of the World year. Cup? Yeah. Yes, I think we have the talent for it. So 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 that should be the barometer then. They need, to, they need to make the semi. They need to make the semifinals in order for them to be "quote unquote" considered. John, John, this am I, am, talk- I, am, I, am I delusional for thinking that Mexico can make it to the no. final? You know no, I, 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 I agree with you one hundred percent. No, I don't think it's delusional. I mean, look, look, look uh, Costa Rica, who I think is a lesser team, were inches, literally inches, from from inches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were like just like nothing, just just like just four luck, inches away. Up. Yeah. From 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 reaching a, well, a semifinal, you're gonna say what, Mexico's not capable? Just Mexico's what, never two, been able to put up a complete game in a knockout stage. I think we squandered our chances because 2010, uh, the road Uruguay took that was pretty much ours, and, and we dropped the ball. And Uruguay ended up getting the opponents. Yeah, I was you know, really the, really the really angry at, uh, at, uh, at 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 Aguirre. Well, just that whole world, but uh, for that particular game, just. The, the 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 complete lack of of uh, of, of of drive to, to to go get a result because you found out what happened in the other game. And to me, it was yeah. just like, oh my god! It's like it's like we were, it's like you can avoid playing Argentina if you go out and yeah, get and this was, game. In six, we were seated, and um, we had an easy group, and 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 then Portugal know, makes the deep run. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, but you know Portugal what? couldn't beat uh, which was uh, what were their name, man? Is it a team? I think they had qualified for the first time. Angola, African team. No, it was Iran. Yeah, Angola. I think it was no, Angola. No, it was Angola. Because no, uh, Mexico no, tied up uh, with, like with a man. No, it was Iran. Man advantage, it was Iran. wasn't it? No, no, we, it we was... started against Iran and we won like three one or something. Right, and they, then they, they, then, they, they we... the scoreless draw against Angola. Angola, that's what hurt us. And, and Angola had like their goalkeeper wasn't even. Play like amateur football, and I think they were a man down, and, and we we just couldn't beat them. And that that hurt us going into Portugal, where uh, Felipe plays plays a lot of the bench, and and, and we lose. Because <laughs> Omar Bravo hit the crossbar, and but either way, it wouldn't have mattered because Portugal had already had had six points, so they were going to win the group. Uh, the only way Mexico would have done that was, uh, but you know what, Joel, it, 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 the the the, the cruce there was either going to be Holland or Argentina, so there was no guarantee that uh, whether they came in first or second, it would have would have mattered all that much. Now Portugal did advance uh, past Holland. Yeah, but that and, Argentina and they, had been on fire. Well, they had destroyed who was yeah, it? Yeah, but it's but it's still Holland. I mean, 
I mean, Holland is, you know, is, is always going to be very decent. Yeah, we managed to <laughs> lose to them too. The fall, yeah. the, the next time around. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it, it didn't take as long to lose to the Dutch. To, to, no, but uh, yeah, so so semifinal. I think that, that that's very doable. And again, you know, they have to have a lot of luck and uh, uh, to get there as well. You know, like Holland says, you yeah, know, sometimes I don't the think draw, you have to be. Uh, path. I don't think you have to be a top four team in the world to reach the semifinal in the World Cup. I mean, Agreed. Portugal isn't the best team in Europe, and they are currently the European champions. So it's, you, you know. You get hot at the right time. Exactly. That's all it really is. I mean, you have to have a, a basic a basic uh, base of, of, of really quality players, which I do think this team has, um, and then execute when it when it matters. So, I mean, like this, this like I, I, and I personally, after so many World Cups and so many competitions that we've seen, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Mexico is going to qualify out of the group. That's just something that that Mexico has been typically good with, no matter who you throw well, out there. That they they usually manage to qualify. So, Rigo, can I ask you a question? Knockout stage. Sure. Do you know what it's like for Mexico not to qualify out of uh, out of the group? No, stage my cup? first World Cup was '94, that I watched. All right. Uh, so, I, I mean, I remember that was a group of death. I think when were the, when else did we have a group of death? Uh, 2010 was a group of death. 2002, 2000. Yeah, 02, 02 was yeah. a group of death. I mean, we've always we've always made it out. Um, so I, listen, I that's listen, that's you young whippersnapper. I've never seen I've never seen it happen. No, it's I mean, I mean, you, I mean, have you have you guys ever seen it happen? <laughs> yes. 78. I don't. I don't remember. I mean, eighty six. Eighty six. They got a kid partido. Seventy eight, uh, and then eighty two. They didn't play in the World Cup, so that was ninety. Yeah. Ninety. They didn't play. Ninety. They didn't play. Didn't play. It was, yeah, it was. Uh, Seventy four. They didn't play. You know, our, our our brother Joel pointed out. You know, the other day. You know, there's very few teams. Um, you know, Mexico's amongst some pretty uh, prestigious it's company. Two. It's just two. It's Brazil and Germany. They're the yeah, only so, other ones that have done it. And what else? Sound like I think that would be even more impressive if you could actually mix in a semifinal or a quarterfinal mixed in there, and then you can say, "Wow, this team has been extremely consistently good." You know, but right now they've just been consistent, and I, it's pretty close to mediocre. Since I mean, top sixteen in the world, and that's I think that's the level that they've shown to be. And and, and why is that, Ronnie? Is Ronnie still with us? Okay, I knew that. Was- Right. We don't we don't demand we don't, we don't demand enough from our team. <laughs> I feel that I feel that's a thing. We don't demand enough. No, the reason is because uh, we need to start placing higher in the seeds. Uh, we need to start taking more. Uh, you're, you're forgetting the other we thing. Need start, right? We need to start. We need to start playing real friendlies against against good competition. No, 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 not this. Not this. Actually, actually, it's actually we're all be... away from the pot. It's actually uh, it's actually less friendlies because if you think about it, like you know Germany last what five World Cups? I think they reached. The yeah, well, there's going to be there's going to be more friendlies, boys, because uh, Concacaf is going to have like the the the, the league the the, the, the the friendly cup. What's it called? The league cup or whatever it is. Yeah, where the, all all, all the friendlies are going to be around here. So there'll be a lot more. Mexico versus Curacao, like, and there's going to be but, Mexico versus Croatia. And I mean, and, and that's the other thing. Us, like Mexican fans, 
it doesn't matter who Mexico is playing. It doesn't matter who is wearing those green shirts. They fill up those stadiums. <laughs> and so the yeah, federation, but- the federation does not care about, you know, if we if we make it to fucking, uh, you know, quarterfinals or semifinals. At the end of the day, they're still making their money because, you know, Mexican fans are are. are well, see, but as that's long, as, as long as Mexico see, makes it to the World Cup, they're they're fine. And and and, 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 and everything you're saying is right. Hold go ahead. Yeah, I've been waiting. Yeah. Um, no, the reason the reason we see the the federation mess up all the time, it's because it's not independently run. It's run by the presidents of the of the um the club presidents of Liga MX. So you know they all have their personal interest in mind. They all want to have their players. They all want to have the coach. They, you know, there's there's all these reasons. That that's why you'll have someone uh, campaign to get rid of Hugo to bring him to Van, and then and and you'll have stuff like and and who was it that uh, did that whole Re, who who, uh, who campaigned for that? It, it was Vergara, and uh, you have like Reynidas, and you know one of our best coach, and and he went to give him two games. Burnt. And, Burnt the bridge. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and but that's part of it because because all of these, you know, like when we heard the Bielsa name, and that was Grupo Pachuca that was campaigning for him, and and even you know, even, and I feel bad for Vucetich because if if they would have done the right thing, which is to get the fireman first, you know, get the bombero first, and then let him do a ciclo, and then it's okay, you know, you 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 woke up, thanks very much. Now we're bringing now you're bringing Vucetich, and you let him do up. You let him do it from from the start, but uh, he he would just work with that person, and, and then for them to do that to him was just oh, you can't tell me that Wusatich couldn't get a couldn't get a result in in, in New Zealand. But, but, but you know what, John? Now that Mexico has four televisoras that are open air, mm-hmm. and and uh, and the Federación, the the rights for the national team are going to be up for grabs. That's right. So I, I do I do feel that we're going to see some changes. We we might. Yeah, you know, I'm expecting some changes within the Mexican Football Federation. I changed the way the team. So, I mean, unless these guys find a way to well, to maintain their hold, they must be on to you, Joel, because they started they started uh, started jamming your service as you were as as you were talking there. So that you know, <laughs> well, you missed what I said. Yeah, we missed what you said. So you need to repeat yourself. From from what part? About okay, so yeah, the the four televisoras that could be there. The, there was uh, yeah, they, that might change the way. That, yeah, that might change the way the FMF is run. You know, because, just because you don't have one televisora is not gonna have power to put in to to vote in. Like, okay, this guy's gonna be the president, or, or this guy's gonna. And, and we we saw some of these changes going back because before it was just Televisa, and when they were stuck into the picture. Uh, they took the rights. They even took the the, the rights for a while. Well, they the national both, team they rights both have the rights right now. They both air the games. Yeah, but but you know that that was around the time that Devasteca was the people that were they were running the show, which was I forget their names. I know one was the pres one was Maurer, and the other guy was uh, the president of Atlas. I forget his name, but those were the guys that brought in Menotti, and then uh, I don't know how Televisa did it, but they regained the power, and then they. Exiled them out it. Um, but you you saw these changes that happened, and and I think they're gonna happen again. 
with poor, now, poor now, open air. Do you think that they'll finally make the FMF and and they'll separate the FMF? They'll put a, a firewall to the FMF in the league. It, it could, it could, but at the same time, you have uh, right now uh, Televisa and Tebasteca have been like partnering up. Te- technically, it's already a different entity, John. Well, so don't, te- don't, you, technically, you're right, but te- it's already a different point... entity. But the thing is, it's it's that they're double dipping, like the the leadership group. They're like they're basically pulling double duty in both in both organizations. Yeah. What, what you know, I double happen- dip on my hotel miles and airline miles. Is that is that okay, Ron? <laughs> I guess, I guess. Okay, but right. going back to what Hoy was saying is that after after this, I, I don't think I don't think that the game's going to change completely. I think what's going to happen is that I think that I think you're still going to see the same the, the same problems. It's just that there's going to be more people bidding for it, as well, opposed here, to. Here's what's going to be the determining factor for this whole thing: Is Televisa going to make more money? Airing it, or are they going to make more money not airing? In other words, like are they going to are they going to receive you know you know the, the rights fees by by not airing it? So if uh, if if they, if they think that they can do better by not airing it, then then, then they'll they'll go ahead and uh, and let the let the other ones come in. Personally, I think I have a feeling that it's going to be. I think that American company is going to own it, be it NBC or, or be it Univision. Going to own Televisa? No, no, no. The, the rights to the national team. Oh, so you think that uh, like Univision is going to pick them up for everything? Dude, they lost. They lost the World Cup to to NBC. They need something. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh... So you could you could have Fox Sports in there. You could have ESPN. Uh, ESPN obviously is hurting right now, so I, I don't think that unless, unless you know, they come up with some serious buku money, man. Because, uh, but you know, uh, the fact the fact that you have Televisa and, and granted they've been in cahoots for a while. Well, see, that's my I, point. Is I mean, because I mean, the, the reality is, is, is that is that these quote unquote rights fees. I mean, they're going to one place. So, so that's the thing. Is that where is it? You know, what what is going to make more sense for them to, for them to air it or not to air it? How are they going to? You know, it might make better sense for them to just, hey, yeah, well, you know, here's the rights number. This is what we're comfortable with. Go for it. It'd be interesting. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I think, uh, I mean, the one that's really talking more about this publicly is actually Jesus Martinez from Pachuca. Well, and obviously, and obviously, he's got you know a vested interest in this because of, of his ties with, uh, with Carlos Slim, and obviously Carlos Slim. You know, he's, they're in direct competition with Televisa and Tebasteca because of the mobile, uh, uh, uh mobile, view, you know, viewing. Of right. it, you know, the, so I don't know. I, I he have also a, has a channel. He has a, his channel, Claro. So I, I honestly, I honestly think that it's going to be an American company, you know, be it Fox Sports or be, be it, you know, NBC, Telemundo that, that are going to get it. And basically, I think that you're going to, See them barking the orders and telling the, the the not the FMF per se, but the the Comisión de Selecciones Nacionales. I think they're going to be having. I think they're going to have an American boss. I, I, I think that I think the time has come. And I mean, I, I personally, I don't. The think time so. has come. Well, I, I'm. It's not that I want it to happen. It's just I think it's just inevitable. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not X Files, dude. Uh, well, I can tell you, I've been pretty much on 
when it comes to the TV wars, I've, I've been pretty spot on with these things. Hey, so, shout out to the chat. What's that? Shout out to everyone in the chat. Oh, okay. Sergio Metalero. El tío. El tío. Is he back from uh, Israel? <laughs> I guess. Oh. Uh, Sergio's calling out Dano and on some things, but. Really? What's he saying? That you suck. Damn. <laughs> Shut your stupid kidding. face, Sergio. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be insulting our, our uh, fans. I'm sorry. Like that. I, I, yeah. I don't it was early. Kindly to, it was early. Yeah. Sensitive to Chris. Here, we'll, uh, here, we'll let Lugo apologize. <laughs> let Lugo apologize for you. Uh, Metalero said he wants some, he wants some water. <laughs> some water. There's no, there's no free water. Although I did have free water at the at the 5K, so I was, I don't know if um, if Metalero made it out there today. I know he's a San Diego native, also. What 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 5K was this? Uh... It was a corporate dash at Qualcomm Stadium. So many 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 companies were there tonight. So you go to Qualcomm for the corporate, and don't you also go for like the Fast and the Furious racing too over there? At Qualcomm? I'm there every day. Like they have so much stuff going on. I was there for a concert, um, and hopefully I'll be there on. Was it July 9th? Yeah. So yeah. what are they gonna What are they gonna do with Qualcomm? Is it, is it, I guess San Diego State plays there, right? So, um, I yeah, uh, they do, and I don't, but I don't know what the what what, what the whole stadium debacle is going through. It yeah, doesn't look like it's doesn't look good right now. I don't think. Again, why why weren't you up there with like Johnny Rico and them? You know, fighting for um, you know, the soccer thing. MLS and SD hashtag. I think that's my issue is the MLS. It's me. I'm not I'm not uh, passionate enough. Did you uh, right, did you see Johnny Rico's uh his uh his plea the city council? I missed it unfortunately. I, I only caught the the that one <laughs> old guy talking about um Mercedes dealerships. Oh okay. Yeah, that was the only part of it. You could have gone down and worn your Santos Laguna T-shirt. I, I, I'm too emotional. Though. I, I think um, I, I might have not. Uh, I think I might have hurt the cause. You know, Dan. I got to tell you, I think it's really funny that not only do you have, not only do you have, a, do you have a Santos jersey, but you have a Santos jersey for every every version of you. Which uh, <laughs> that's right. Which I have I a medium, a large, and an extra large. That's right. There you go. I think that that's that 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 to me shows your true passion. I got forty um, pounds of, uh, of leeway. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, number, what number do you get, uh, Dan, when you buy your Santos jerseys? Dan, what was that, Ruiz? What, what, uh, what number do you get? No, uh, you number have? 58. Oh, no, I don't get them personalized, but I would. I would get Pony Ruiz. That's, my, that's always been my favorite player. So, yeah, that, that would be my – that would be the, that would be a – I was, I was going to diss on your boy Nestor with his assist to the news, news team. That he had a rough game. He had a rough game. I mean, uh, he—I think he was involved. He uh, was rusty. Uh, it was the first action that were like like two, three weeks for him. It um, showed. Uh, no excuses. He had a terrible game. No, I know, but I'm—I'm I'm not. I'm not denying it. Yeah, yeah. I he mean, he—he—he he, he, he dodged a bullet in avoiding the first goal, and then he made up for it to make sure that they got <laughs> the, to screw up again to make sure that they got that that, that goal in. So yeah, he was—he was fundamental in screwing up. I mean, but. You know, you can't you can't blame a guy for one game. I mean, well, uh, you know, for as much as so, Diego Reyes was, gets gets grief, you know, he he actually had a pretty decent game. I was surprised at Nestor Araujo's performance because he's actually been pretty solid under 
under and he's only twenty five. Uh, so he's like you know at this point he's Mexico's you know you know as far as you know having a, a guy that's going to be there for for a while. You know, outside of he and 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 and, and uh, the the Monterrey kid, who hopefully will be starting the Gold Cup, uh, El Cachorro Montes. Uh, you know, hopefully we want to see them. That's what I was hoping would happen with Salcedo. Uh, to me, Salcedo is more of a central anyway, and for him to have that unfortunate injury, it's going to knock him out for three months. It was uh, I think that that's that's going to be a, a very and then we we don't know about Moreno. So does that mean that Diego Reyes and and uh, Araujo are the de facto defenders then from from here on out? I mean, it, have it, to might be, right? it, it might be. It might be. It might be Reyes and Alanis. He's been. He's been gone. Dude, Al- Alanis. Alanis has has, uh, for lack of a better term, crapped himself. I don't in, think he's in, that in good. The I last mean, two games he's played. As as a Chivas fan, I don't no think way. he's that good. I I think I think that I think I mean if I was going to take a Chivas defender, I would have taken Jair Pereira, who was more solid. So was, like so so when you guys are saying that he's crapping the bed, I I think he I think he is too. I mean, he also, he's also he's also not a left back. So it would so it would have to be with. it would have to be Reyes and uh, and Araujo, and then and then the, which means that the wing backs have to play, which is going to be the the, the Atlas kid and Layun both. So Layun is going to have to play on the right. I I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that Atlas kid play. Um, hey, hey John, be great. the the uh, the Chivas center back that you used to like a lot that was a part of the the Olympic squad. What's it? What's it? What's his name? Who Chaton? Chaton. Chaton. Is he still even playing? He was a defensive mid, and he, I think, yeah, he still plays. I forgot where he plays now. Yeah, he, uh, he was, a, he was Santos actually. I think I, I, don't, I don't know if he was, uh, if he was swapped up in the draft. I don't think so. I think that, I think Chepo is, uh, is doing the Jim Plunkett on him. I think that he had to get all the bad juju out. He's given yeah, a couple of years, and then he's going to let him come back. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, I know you do, Ron, because. Uh, uh, Deep down, Ron, I know you're. A, I know you're a football guy. <laughs> I, I know where you're from, Ron. I, I, I liked. I still like football. Don't get me wrong, but I, I prefer the football back from the '80s and '90s. Well, we all do, but uh, you know. But uh, anyhow, but uh, no, uh, no. I was just looking at. You know, I was just looking at the players. Like, just trying to find the, a couple of days, just um, surfing. Uh, Tonio, not Tonio. Uh, Algo the Negative is retired. God I bless you. Yeah, man. I was I was kind of I was not not upset, but I was like, man, that guy should have played at least in the World Cup. He had the worst luck because uh, so if y'all remember, Ido Liniguez in two thousand nine, uh, his uh, Tano passed away like like suddenly. Yeah. Like like in October November, and then and then the the Liguilla starts. I was like days later, and Aldo just goes on this just bananas tear. And and scores well, it was like six or seven goals in that league, and he I thought man this kid you know he and Chicharito both were just massively just you know sizzling hot and then he got injured and so he was and so he couldn't make, you know there was no way he would have not made the World Cup and uh, so he, he had a bad ankle so he he, he didn't even get considered he didn't even get like the the thirty man guy he just he just it was it was rough and the same thing happened in twenty fourteen yeah I, I was listening to the uh, to the morning. Uh, Surraza Deportiva and and uh, one of the reporters was like, yeah, Aldo, Aldo just retired. And that to Rafa Ramos says, I thought he retired when he went to Chivas. Wow. But, you know, he, yeah, when he went, he was injured and he never really got to play. 
And uh, I was surprised Monterrey took him back. You know, you and, know? He, and he's one of the unsung heroes of the uh, of, of the of the disastrous 2009 hex because he scored the goal that got the Chepo his only win against Jamaica in Jamaica. The weight, the weight game. That was uh, yeah. That was, uh, and then he got injured. <laughs> yeah, then he got injured, so he couldn't play. <laughs> he got injured. He could. So Hawaii is also retired, right? Yeah, Hawaii is gone. They uh, they, 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 they couldn't meet the pay. Couldn't meet the payroll. The payroll criteria. For some reason, the 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 the, the league wants the teams to be actually be able to pay their players. And if you don't meet that standard, then you're going to be affiliated. It, it you know it sucks for all the players they had and and youth players and and uh, you managed to find yeah, some yeah, of this, them. This is not a good thing. Ho- hopefully, those guys will uh, get some opportunities because they do have some. And you know, and we also have to feel bad for the for the for the fans in Tuxla because they. You know, every time Chiapas played, that stadium was usually three quarters full. You know, they, I was looking at pictures. They of, were a good crowd and, outside and, of the stadium. That that is why that is why you still have the big four in Mexico because because fans, you know, they know that Chivas, America, they're still going to be around because they have you know, you know, with other teams. You know, one they're rele- they get relegated, they never come back, or or they can't play their players and stuff like that. So I mean, I like I was I was a little upset, you know, about you know Aguares and their situation that they were in. Yeah, because I mean, at one point the, the 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 team that played in Chiapas, I mean, whatever version of Aguares, they were owned by TV Azteca at one point. Yeah, and then yeah. that was the team that, uh, well, they, I guess they just they sold them. And they just stayed. They just stuck with their one team, the uh, Morelia. And uh, then that Jaguares team ended up moving to San Luis, who was then relegated because Wait, the team. Well, you know from... Go ahead. You know what? You know what? I think we're seeing the last of those small teams, uh, especially with the TV contracts opening up. You see, I don't. Just... I don't think so. I, th- I think that what we're seeing is. Uh, I think that we're gonna we're gonna end up seeing the. The return of some of the more traditional teams uh, that'll eventually, you know, make it back, but, or, and then, and then at that point but, they'll go. You know what? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna close it. It's gonna be, you know, no more promotion relegation. You know, John, once, once... I, I see, I see some companies coming in, like, you know, like FEMSA has Monterrey. Uh, it's just, um, it's just a matter of time before you start having American ownership in, in yeah in, in Liga MX, and and I think. I think that this what's going to happen is that some of the, the you know the, the traditional markets you know like you know Tampico is going to get what they're going to get it they're going to get their act together they're going to get some sort of ownership group that you know and, and, and then the the league is better when La Jaiba Brava is in the league exactly but look, you, you know you know um, you'll have Tampico you're going to have Zacatepec you're going to have Celaya you're going to have Atlante. you know uh, uh, Atlante you're going to get uh, well. Atlante, but they they should go back. To Dude, they, I am telling you that 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 Cancun is 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 a, is a well, it should be yeah a very big piece of what of what of what of what the Mexican soccer decision makers want to do. It if it's not, then they're they're not very smart. But it should be, it should be guys, an essential piece. Do you guys remember how much Leon was sold for? They were, it was, they were sold for like a bag of peanuts, wasn't it? Like Four million. A bag of peanuts. Yeah. Davino, 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 you know, Davino's father. 
they were trying to get a, a group of uh, of ex-Leon players and stuff like that because they were trying to get you know the club. And I and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the asking price at that time, and we're we're I'm going back less than uh, less than ten years, was seven seven million dollars, six million dollars, something around there. It, it wasn't it wasn't obscene now, but now with Gabriel Slim, you know, in the yeah, mix, well, that's the point I'm getting at, Ron. Yeah, it's 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 it's. Ron, you're, you're, you're I think you're 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 blowing Juan's watch. So let, let yeah. Juan, let Juan blow <laughs> He's right there, man, cupping. Um, no, that, that was uh, that was uh, I was Hoyle. trying to make the comparison. Think, think because, of baseball players, Joel. <laughs> no, no, because Le- Leon got they, you they know got very they got cheap, and, and but like uh, Santos, which uh, they were owned by Grupo Modelo. Grupo Modelo got bought out by InBev, and InBev let they sold the team, and it was bought by uh, Grupo Orlegi, and they paid 155 million. So, so you know, granted, Leon was in second division, but, but they're like a big, very marketable team. Uh, so, I mean, a Jaguarez type team, uh, you know, for, for another team to come up there, I do see, I do see the franchises. They're gonna start costing way more money. Well, not only that, but I think that you're gonna start seeing the uh, the franchises that have made significant investments in you know new stadiums, et cetera. They're gonna go, hey guys. Uh, you know, they, they just passed that rule that you have to have a minimum of whatever it was, either twenty or twenty-five thousand, to be in uh, in, in, in Liga MX, which I think is, is is just not not to check about Sacatepec, but I mean, I agree with Ron. You know, Sacatepec is, I mean, you, I mean, that is like for whatever reason, for I mean, that is like a like a, a very romantic team to have and have playing in the league. Why is that, Ron? Why, why is Sacatepec such a? Why do people have such a carry such a torture for them? Some of Mexico's best players, you know, uh, played there. Uh, you know, played there. Uh, they've also they also won league titles back in the fifties. Uh, if I'm mistaken, Horacio Casarín. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Pepe Carvajal also played. I, I have to remember, but a lot of a lot of Mexico's historic players played in that team or passed through that team. Wow. Okay. Uh, so. So, and, and obviously it's in a nice, you know, nice area of Mexico. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's a, it's in, it's in the, it's in the state of, it's in the estado of Mexico, isn't it? Uh, Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, or is it Morelos? Morelos, I think. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Morelos. It's a very, it's a very nice part of the country. There's, there's no. So yeah. Um, it is really nice down there. So no, I, I, I expect Salaya. In the future, in the future, I expect Salaya. I, I expect Santa Cruz. I expect some people. To get you know serious ownership and even foreign investment, I think I, I think that that's it's going to happen. You know, uh, as long for me, for me personally, as long as if it's not and not Middle Eastern money or Asian, you know, Chinese money and stuff like that. I mean, I don't want these guys to be in there like a social event. I mean, I want serious yeah. ownership groups. You see, you, 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 even even Sergio agrees that you know that 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 Cancun has 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 to fit into this. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and, and honestly, I, I think that, you know, I think, you know, the Mexican league needs to start tapping into the, uh, into the, into the baseball, you know, region, you know, you know, league of the Pacifico and stuff like that. Cause I mean, most fans are, they're, I mean, they're, they're low. And, you know, I, I think they need to hit, start hitting those markets a little better too. Yeah, that's, um, 
I mean, they have uh, they had Dorados out there, but that hasn't that hasn't really. I mean, they've they unfortunately lost to Lobos Boap, who uh, you know appear to be at least you know making you know you know making the the you know the the commitment so to speak to that they're going to try and stick around uh, with, with some of the folks that they've got. And hopefully, it'll work out for them. Uh, I'd I'd also like to see the uh, the revival of the uh, the Spanish teams. Like Cruz España and and Asturias, I, I actually would like to see them back. What about like a, like a real historic team like the uh, the Albinegros de Orizaba or something like that? Do you think that that would? What's that? Like like like, uh, like oh, a real uh, oh, like Ado Ado yeah They're basically Orizaba yeah yeah they have um, they have them Oro and, uh, and uh, Martin uh, Martin Oro they were in uh, they were in Jalisco. Right. Um, if I'm, if if I remember, I think the reason it's older is because the owner owned a lot of jewelry here. So he had that, you know, gold money. Ronnie, you're all, you're all muffled, man. You're, uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. We hear you better there. All but right, otherwise, it sounds like you're doing something really perverted. It just, no. it just, it just sounds weird. <laughs> he always sounds like he's out of breath. He's like, what? Yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> He gets all. He gets all. He gets so worked up. It's so so worked up. Well, I, I, in addition to that, Ron, I've always thought that that that, that Mexico's the Liga Mexi's future uh, is directly tied to MLS too. I think that they, I think that they have to, uh, for their own sake, uh, that there, there's talk of having a tournament and don't make it like the Superliga. Make it a season long, you know, straight up one off and just you know you know just just do a full draw and just play it out it would be it would be great and i think it would generate a lot of interest this chat's hilarious what's going on in the chat oh well we will okay y'all can see what's going on in the chat all right then ron you need to check out what's up in the chat anyway yeah We'll, uh, all right, gentlemen. Before we uh, before we wrap it up here, we need to we need to get y'all's uh, we need to get y'all's predictions. And I think that uh, when we last had a round of predictions, I think all of y'all, except for Dan, said that Portugal would win. And uh, Dan said that Portugal was gonna, uh, well, Mexico was gonna win, and I said they were gonna draw. And uh, so we'll we'll do the uh, the picks again for the for the big Russia game. Does uh, and I'll start, uh, I'll go down the list. Let's see who we have available to us first. Looks like it's going to be Chiquis. Oh, shoot. Yeah, right off the bat, you put, put you, put you, uh, put you on the spot first. Uh, does Mexico advance to the semifinals? Straight up. Oh, yes, they will. Do they win? Do they win the game outright? Against Russia? Yeah. Uh, no, I want to, I want to say a tie. So you say a draw. A draw. Okay. Let's put Chickies down for a draw. Moving on the list, uh, Dan, if you could unmute yourself, we'll uh, we'll get your yeah. I'm opinion uh, here. I'm ever the optimist, and uh, the genius of Juan Carlos Osorio resting his his players for this also crucial match. I think it's going to pay dividends. You know, Fernando would be proud of you. I think that just in, in his honor, release the Kraken for for, for for such high praise. Of, of, of Juan Carlos Osorio. 
well, right, so you, you say know, you say win. it's a little tongue in cheek, but yeah, I, I think I think uh, right. I think they win because I think uh, ultimately Russia is going to have a lot of pressure and and you know uh, like Ronnie says the the whole cat and mouse thing. I think this game really plays for that kind of scenario because Russia's obligated to chase the game. And and the one thing we have seen that uh, that Mexico seems to do well, uh, at least with with certain players. Is is counterattack really well? I mean, they, they they certainly, with all three of the guys they have up front, if they if they do play, which I think they will, uh, Chicharito, uh, Jimenez, and Vena will probably all play up front again. Uh, counterattack it would be uh, has been and should be a continued fun with these three guys. So hopefully the we'll we'll see some of that. We'll I don't think Raul's going to start though. Seeing as he played the, those two games, I seriously doubt he's going to start. But that could be in some ways good, though, because that means that, that Chicharito is going to be up front. Actually, Chicharito is going to start, but they're going to put him at wing back. <laughs> no, okay. So, uh, defensive mid, yeah. So, so, so Dan, uh, is it a comfortable win, Dan, or are you, are you uh, wishing you were smoking by the end of it? Uh, well, I'll probably be smoking at the end of it, I think. I think it's it's going to be a bit of a nail-batter. But I do think we're going to win 3-1. I think we're going to get a late goal to just... To ice it. To ice it. Yeah. And it's going to be from your boy, Nestor, on a corner kick. I like it, man. Yeah. I like it. See? Yeah. Ever see now, now Dan, I'm, you know, as a, as, as a fellow sunshine pumper, I'm, I'm proud of you. Proud of you for your, for your, for your bowl prediction. All right, moving on. Over, <laughs> over, uh, over to uh, Joel. Joel, what you got? Same. I'm on the draw boat. You're on the draw boat. Okay. So Mexico advances with the draw. Are you sweating it, Joel, or uh, is it going to be? Are you nerve wracked, or or no? No, Russia. Russia looked like they couldn't score if you would have given them twenty more minutes, and you know, in in that game against Portugal, and replaced the defender with a orange traffic cone. It just looked like the team that was going to keep missing. Okay. So moving on to uh, the semifinals for for who? Moving on to moving on to Rigo. I I I also <laughs> think a draw, and I just think it's it's going to be a nail biter with Russia just going all out attack the last ten minutes, uh, but we pull it off. We pull off the draw. I just think the it's going to be the first time that a stadium is going to be jam packed with Russians. And, you know, there seems to be a little bit of influence on the ref. Um, Maybe more influence than, than, than they will want to care to know about. Yes. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure the Russians will be chanting the, their president's name every time Ochoa kicks off. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think we pull off a draw. That would be great, though, if you did that, right? That would be awesome. That would be pretty great. Um. Yeah, I, I think we, I think we pull off a draw. I think. All right. Uh, it's, there's going to be a lot of pressure. So, on, so far, on, we on. have we have three draws and a win. All right, moving down the list, we have uh, up in Philadelphia, where where I, I believe the, the the guacamole is now 100% mayonnaise free. The 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 factory floor has been scrubbed. Ron, what uh, what's going to happen? 
I think it's going to be a draw. Okay. Are you? Uh, are, is it a, a, a nail biter or is it one of those where? Se sufre hasta el final, or uh... I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the type of game where Russia's going to score first and Mexico's going to have to come back. But I, I, I don't think. Well, they've had practice at that because the last three games they've yeah. uh, given up the first. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just hope I just hope that I mean obviously, you know, it, it, Russia has to open up. Ra- Russia has to go for the win. And they have to open up the nesting doll. Yep. And I I just hope that Osorio has. But I, I just hope he plays the players in, in the right positions and, and that they capitalize on on Russia having to open up. You know, more passing lanes and having to risk a little bit more. You know, they don't, Mexico doesn't have to risk as much. I think that's really one of the things that, you know, Sodio hasn't really been the best at, uh, hoping for the best for, you know, for them on, uh, you know, on Saturday. So you would be okay if Mexico came out and played conservatively? That's, uh, that's, I mean, not even conservative, just, just practical. I'm fine with practical. With practice, you know, I, I'm fine with practical. I'm fine with playing, you know, uh, what 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 the game in front of you calls for. There's no shame in, you know. I, I think I think that you know I've watched Mexico long enough that you know I, I I don't care about Mexico having possession, like you know every single game, every single moment. You know, it's like a, that's not the point anymore. And like I think you know maybe. You know, getting you know as I've gotten older, like I start to appreciate more practicality than anything. And I just, you know, I just, I just hope he, he, he they have, you know, they go out there and and, and play, you know, to their abilities and, and play a smart game. Oh, such such nice words from 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 Ron De Luna. Thank you, Ron. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that will uh, hopefully that will work out. I uh, I have to admit. Uh, this game probably makes me more nervous than the than the first two, just because of the fact that it's the Russians at home. But uh, uh, I've seen some of Russia play. I haven't, I haven't seen a, a full complete game, but like uh, like Hoy says, I don't think that they're particularly strong. Uh, I think that this is a situation that Mexico and and uh, frankly Osorio I think has handled pretty well uh, in the uh, in, in, in the qualifying of both in the first round and then uh, you know, so far in the hex. So. Uh, I you know you know Russia to me is at best like a, maybe a, a mid level European team. I don't think that they're really that. They are obviously a concern because the you know they're, they're, they're Mexico still has some issues, but Mexico should be able to win this game. And uh, and I, I kind of feel like 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 Dan. I think that they could be uh, maybe a situation kind of that plays out kind of like the uh, like the game did in uh, against Croatia in 2014 where. Uh, you know, it might be tight, but there's moments for both, and then Mexico breaks through, and then when they break through, they just uh, they, they they might pour through and and, and just and just end it. So uh, I do think that Mexico will advance, and I do think that the, regardless of what happens, whether they advance uh, either with a win or with a the draw, then uh, they're going to end up in second place either way, and that's going to uh, place them uh, at least I think against. Uh, Against Germany, which will be uh, next week. I can't remember if it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday, but it'll be on one of those days. <clears throat> uh, next, I, I would have to be. Maybe they're both on Wednesday. 
I don't know. We'll have to have to take a look. So that's uh, that's where we said so. So it sounds like that all of y'all believe that Osorio will then remain the coach after this tournament because uh, if with the results that you guys have given, that would mean that Mexico would uh, would at least complete the objective of making the semifinals. Thus, it, does that call for a sad flute? Does it call for a what? A sad flute because I'm sure that's. Much to the dismay of most that of is, That is absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right, Dan. I should, I should have, I should have picked up on that. See, I was gonna, I was gonna play the sad flute when we're talking about Nettie, but I thought that out of respect to Nettie, that I just think that's just too inappropriate for him. So, I, I think Nettie is, uh, is, uh, is, is, is off topic for the sad flute. Unless Fernando is concerned, then I think it would be, it would be okay. But, uh, a fishing with red, uh, song, theme song. If you've ever seen that TV show. No, I haven't. It's probably a, a southern thing, fishing with red. See, even Salvador says, Neri, Neri who? On the, on the old chat there. So uh, let's see, before we go, maybe we can have uh, some of the folks on the chat get, let, us, uh, let us know what's going to happen. Is it going to be uh, win, lose, or draw for Mexico? Hopefully we'll uh, we'll get some folks to say that before we wrap it up. But uh, yeah, so it's, it sounds like all y'all are expecting Osorio to uh, to remain as coach, and uh, well, I guess we'll discuss that how that decision plays out uh, on our next show, uh, which will be uh, next week. And uh, we might have to uh, discuss maybe doing a uh, if for some reason if Mexico does make the semifinals, maybe do a post a post uh, or a, do a show that day. I can't remember if it's going to be Wednesday or Thursday, but we'll have to. We'll have to figure that out. Regardless, the Saturday, Saturday's uh, Russia, right? Uh, Saturday's yeah. Russia. Saturday's Russia. All right, so here we go. So Salvador said Mexico wins. Sergio not only says Mexico, he says that Mexico takes the entire tournament. Ah, uh, so, well. So, so I think Sergio's trying to trying to kiss and make up Dan for his for his rude comment earlier. That was. Uh, well, you know, at the end of the day, Sergio, Sergio knows that I got nothing but love for him. He's my boy. I think that that's a conversation you're going to want to have with Sergio offline there, 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 Dan. Just, uh, oh, we often do. I just, uh, we, you know, every once in a while, you just like to let people know. It's okay. All right. Yeah. All right, boy. Well, boy, I think we had, a, we had, a, we had another, another, uh, entertaining show here. It was, uh, it was a pleasure to, uh, Spend my Thursday evening with y'all. I hope that uh, you folks uh, on the chat enjoyed the show. I know that we enjoyed uh, producing it for y'all. Chickies, thanks again for uh, for all your help and getting all this set up. Chickies, did we have callers? Did I hear the the, the buzz of the caller, or, or was I imagining? Yeah, that was Sergio. Then he uh, he had to pick up the uh, pizza. He, they knocked at his door, <laughs> so he so he hung up. Seriously? Yeah, it was like for ten seconds. Yeah. Is that, is that said here right there? Oh no! Oh, okay, I thought, no, I, I thought I, I thought he, I yeah, he called in and then he hung up real quick. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to talk with Sergio uh, the next time. And, uh, yeah, and he, thanks for La pizza, dude. You can't say it's kind of hard to say no to. La pizza came. He had to hang up. Do they do they have pizza patron out in uh, California? Um, I've never heard of it. No. We have a uh, pizza loca. And we have Pizza Bueno down down uh yeah. down the road. Hey Ronnie, I, were you in, in Houston when that Pizza Patron? I don't recall that that no. company. No. 
it was uh, it was a uh, it was a Texas. You could actually pay in pesos. <laughs> they took pesos as well as dollars over at uh, at Pizza Patron when they first opened. I always thought that was uh, that was interesting. Anyway, moving on. Um, well, is, is, is Gaddy still around in Texas? Oh, Gaddy? absolutely. Okay, because that's that's I remember it was Papa John's. And if I'm not mistaken, when I was in college, that's when Papa John's. I think like that's when they really started to make it big. And uh, and I remember Gaddy's because I was near the university. Other than oh. that, I don't, I don't remember really any other pizzerias. Mr. Gaddy's, uh, I think that they their have the sauce, sauce is fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got you Texans probably think uh, Waterburger's good, also, man. This Mr. Gaddy's is, is. Waterburger's Mr. okay. Mr. Gaddy's is nasty. Waterburger's oh, nasty. Uh, Mr. Gaddy's has. There, there. It's it actually tastes of something. You can actually, I mean, you can immediately know it's a Mr. Gaddy's pizza. Just from yes, you do. Yes, you do. And when it's fresh out of the oven, man, it is, it is, it is. You know, Ron, I was just, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was going to bring up uh, Blue Bell ice cream, but I thought that was too mean tonight. I didn't want to, didn't want to get on your bad side. God, I miss Blue Bell. I'll bet you do. <laughs> and you know, what, I, honestly, you know what I really do miss? I, I miss kolaches. I just had a kolache. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Houston have, had a lot of kolache places. I, I, yeah, the, yeah, they they did. And, and like here, uh, there's also a, obviously Pennsylvania has you know, the German you know communities and the, the hey, but Dutch. you guys have the you guys have the Wawa where you could go to a Wawa at any time of day or night and tell the guy who's running the register, hey, make me a sandwich. And yeah, they're, sandwich. They're, they're not, you know, I'm not knocking on a Wawa. I think they're pretty good, but it's I mean, it's, it's not. I'll still take you know, cuisine any day, you know. Uh, there's not really a lot of late night options here in, in, in Philly. I'm not, it's not like Houston. It's not like Dallas, dude. It's, right. You can get yeah anything and everything, you know, twenty four seven. That's what I miss from New York is that I mean, here in Orlando, everything by like ten o'clock is closed. And in New York, you can go to a deli at one two in the morning and get a hero uh, or chopped cheese. Or I mean, you can go anywhere and get food. Yeah, yeah like that's the same thing. Like in Houston, you can get a taquería, you can go get bowl, you can get you know anything you want. And uh, you know, Chiquis and I, Ron, are, are actually going to Houston next week. Which which Chiquis we need to talk about our our, our little our little road trip. Oh yeah, Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah, in, should... in in the Rice Village, in the Rice Village. Um, was it off Kirby? No, I have to remember. I know where Rice Village is. There, there was, there was this place that had the best uh, Thai food. Uh, Jesus Christ, man, that was really, you, really good. Do you, do you talk Thai, Ronnie? I don't know. You talk Thai? Oh, you talk Thai? Oh, I talk Thai. <laughs> nice <laughs> reference to the movie. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, he was, he was, he was crazy good, dude. That, that uh, yeah. There's, if there's one thing Houston is, uh, if, if people don't know, it has, it will just in Texas alone, it, it has the, the by far the best cuisine. Yeah, I mean it and is. Part, it is. And, and, and part of that, and the grand part of that, why Houston does have that, is because. Did you watch of, uh, Anthony Bourdain's uh, Parts Unknown? No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I, I'm actually, uh, I actually started to watch it on Netflix a couple nights ago. Uh, I actually I watched the two of them, one in London, one or was in London, and I watched another one where they were in uh, Han, uh, Hanoi, and they they had the one with uh, Barack Obama that where they ate at the at the Boon Chai place. 
Um, Houston has really good uh, Vietnamese restaurants. Uh, yeah, they do. Obviously they, obviously, they have a large uh, Vietnamese community over there. Um, well, the old Texas coast has a has a pretty large. I mean, just up, like all because uh, yeah, no, yeah. but Houston's Houston's restaurant scene is 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 really 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 good. So, but of course, Chicky and I we're gonna we're gonna go hit. Uh, uh, what's the name of it? Your Chingao, your, your your bar on Hillcroft. What's name? Uh, Rita's. Rita's. Uh, Rita's. We're gonna have to go hit Rita's. <laughs> hey, I, I is there some is there a place that's called Larry's Barbecue? You know, I have yeah. no idea. I just uh, funny story about Larry's Barbecue. One of my fraternity brothers and I, we always used to hit that place up. I don't remember the day. This, I'm I'm going back. Hey, you're muffled, this, man. Yeah, you're I'm all muffled going, again, Ronnie. You're you're getting on. It's, yeah, um, I'm I'm going back maybe 15 years, you know, 15, 20 years back. I don't remember, but uh, they had I, I don't remember the day, but they had all you can drink and all you can eat uh, barbecue and, and beer, <laughs> and it was off of 290, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember that you know we kept telling you know our fraternity brothers and said, hey, let's go to Larry's, let's go to Larry's. Like nobody wanted to go to Larry's because it was you know a bit of a hike up on their two, you know up on 290. But like you know, when we kept telling them, dude, it's free beer, it's free beer, and you know, or all you can eat beer and all you can eat, you know, uh, barbecue for like, like it was like super cheap, dude, it was like ten bucks. I hope that the the bathroom, like the the commodes, are like extra strong for all the <laughs> all the puke that's going to be generated from from free food and free beer night. No, continue, I, I, please. No, sorry, just so is, is that your recommendation? Then should we should we go to Larry's Barbecue and hope to hope that we hit it on? I. Well, I don't know. I mean, keep in keep in mind, dude. I, I, I you know, you're you're not gonna get to the same places you know you are when you're a college kid as a. As a well, yeah. I, I used to when I was in college, I used to go to a place, uh, a country and western bar in Sherman called Calhoun's on Tuesday night. It was Coin Night. Yeah. And it didn't even it didn't even have to be American. It was just coin. If you, whatever coin you had, you paid like an eight dollar cover, and for the rest of the night, all you had to do was give the bartender a coin. For so, a drink. So, so I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give. I, yeah. I haven't been back to Houston. What? Well, it was actually last year, I think. But I was there just briefly. Yeah. No, so uh, is, is, is there is there is there is there a landmark in Houston that you had like a, just a terribly embarrassing moment? Like like just some, something just really humiliating happened to you? Uh, that would just, actually, that would just actually, unpack just a just a terrible uh, series of memories. Actually, it wasn't. It wasn't embarrassing. It was actually really funny. Uh, after a fraternity party over there by the University of Houston, I think I think uh, the fast food joint was off uh, Cullen or Calhoun. I don't remember which one. Uh, party you know ends around three o'clock. Uh, I go with you know with my brother to uh, to the restaurant, and we're going through the drive-through, and the drive-through's taking their sweet time, and uh, we uh, we order. And then basically they're like it's literally taking forever, so it's like like you know my brother and I were just like shit. So we would turn off the car. Next thing you know, we wake up about four or five hours later, and people are still, are driving you know basically around us to getting their foods because we basically crashed. We basically fell asleep right there in, in the drive-through. You were waiting so long. <laughs> we were also so fucking tired, man. And shit. But, uh, was there any other kind of uh, chemical imbalance involved in this in this particular story? There was, there was. Okay. 
I just, I just, I, I remember that because I think it's funny, you know, because, uh, but it's funny because when we woke up, you know, the, the, uh, the people in the restaurant, they started laughing and they're like, we were wondering when you guys were going to wake up. So when we, when we rolled up to the drive through, they gave us our food and everything. They were just cracking up. Was was the was the car, the engine running that whole time? No, no, we had turned off the oh, car because, it. like because you know they were taking you know, the way was kind of long. You know that only happens at Whataburger that that late at night is it? Well, not it wasn't Whataburger. It wasn't Whataburger. They didn't yeah. have a Whataburger near campus, not that I recall. That is so sad. But there was this. There was this that store. Is, I remember there was a store near campus. Now, now that is that is sad. You're not having a Whataburger nearby. You're going to school in Texas. That's, that's, there was that's, there, that's, there was a store. There was a store that had this convenient cl- uh, clerk that looked exactly like Ron Jeremy. You know, maybe maybe it was Ron Jeremy. <laughs> there, was only, there was only one way for you to find out, Ron. Did you <laughs> did you find out? We you know we used to tell girls, hey, that's a porn star. That's an ex porn star. That's Ron Jeremy. Like what? What? Did they ask? <laughs> Is it like Milton Berle when he had the? Have y'all heard this bit? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. So there was uh, Milton Berle. Evidently, was was known for being well equipped, and uh, the joke was he was belonged to like I forget what they call it, like the the uh, the Beverly Hills Long Schlong Club. I think it was, and they would ask him about it. Said, "Where well, are you really a member?" And he'd say, "I'll show you just enough to prove it." Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are going to Houston what to catch a game? Yeah, well we're going to go cover the uh the Angola the Mexico Angola. It's it it's it, it's it's a Copa Oro uh warm-up game. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing the uh the the alternate squad just to see if they you know who who Where is it at the is it at the BBVA stadium? No, it'll be it'll be in the in the in the in the cozy confines of Reliant. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be. Uh, I don't nice. think it'll fill up. Oh, it definitely won't fill up. It'll be nice and air conditioned for us, which which was which is a big uh, big plus. Yeah. Uh, for a game being played in late June in Houston, so. Uh, yeah, so Chiki's. Uh, I'll be in the press box, and uh, Chiki's. You have a camera. Yep. Of course, you have a camera, and Chiki's will be uh, will be down on the field. So. Oh, you want me to bring the. Uh, a legit camera. Yeah, we'll bring, we'll bring, we'll bring both. I so, need to, uh, I might want to rent a lens. We'll talk about it offline. We'll talk about it offline. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So it should be. Uh, it should be interesting. We'll see how that how that team plays out, and that'll be. Uh, <sighs> Cheekies, we might we might have to bring our our podcast equipment and do the show from the stadium, where we saw he's part of it. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. They got some good Wi-Fi, like in Azteca. <laughs> they actually have really good Wi-Fi. Really, really, cause I've done, I've done like like four or five games there, so it's uh, it's uh, it, 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 the Wi-Fi was terrible when I was there. At Reliant? Oh no, at Azteca. Azteca. Oh, dude, seriously? I mean, you weren't expecting it to be good, were you? I mean, that's the U.S. national team was uh, complaining about it that the Wi-Fi oh. was out. It was it was slow. Yeah, it was very slow. I was trying to periscope. I couldn't do it. I but it's oh, see so, you now that now now that seriously that that really that really. <laughs> I mean, how sad was that? Seriously, just 
that's just heartbreaking, heartbreaking, heartbreaking stuff. But I All imagine right, the Wi-Fi at Houston would be reliant or reliable. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I can only speak for the uh, the password protected Wi-Fi that we get in the press box. I have no idea what it's like out in the in the stands. So usually, it's pretty reliant for us. Hopefully, uh, I, I would assume it would be the same. Uh, I think I know that, like especially here at UT, they 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 put in a bunch of repeaters for the. Uh, because uh, I guess that that's uh, they want folks to be connected there, so I'm sure that uh, that's something that they'll have to ramp up uh, at the Aztec to improve. But anyway, John, that's a topic for another day. Gentlemen, we should uh, we should wrap it up here. We've been trying to wrap it up for for for, for a while. But uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us here on the Cantina Mickey's podcast. Chiquis, thanks very much. Yep, thank you. It's been fun. Ron, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. Yep. <coughs> Dan, thanks for having Absolutely. My pleasure as always. Rigo, a pleasure for, for, for joining us again this evening. Thank you, guys. I'm almost a regular now. Well, don't push it, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no we, uh, we, 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 uh, we, we, we appreciate the, uh, we appreciate the input. Thanks very much for coming on again, and we'll have you on again. Thank you, guys. Joel, always a pleasure. <laughs> Likewise, John. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks, everyone, on the chat, Sergio and uh, all the other folks uh, that were on the chat. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, my name is John Jagu. We'll be uh, on again next week. Uh, we'll let you know what day we'll be on because we, uh, we really should uh, uh, try to come on at least uh, if Mexico does make the semifinals. And uh, maybe we'll do a post game or maybe we'll do uh, one uh, that, that evening, hopefully. But we will let you know either way on our on our Twitter feed or on our Facebook page. If you uh, don't follow those, uh, please, uh, please do so. You'll get more information from the Cantina Mexico podcast uh, there. So appreciate it. You guys have a a great uh, weekend. Um, My name is John Jagu, and we will talk to you guys again next week.